0: welcome to el Losa Fumar takes this is our 217th take live from the alec bradley lone star studio of azel texas i'm your host Barry duplicy as always and i'm so proud so pleased and so privileged to be with you all tonight it's gonna be a fantastic show oh the good times will roll we don't have any pools here but we're still gonna have a great time so i'm really excited to have this guest back for his second time on this show it'll be a real nice blast uh hopefully uh hopefully we'll actually make it through the entire show it's been a long weekend been a long month for all of us uh but before we get to formal introductions we do have to thank the people that make this show possible that of course is tonight's sponsor and tonight's show is sponsored by drew estate drew estate's done it again the announcing the pope of greenwich village has returned once again available at smoke Inns fame part of smoke In's famed micro blend series the 2022 launch of the limited edition cigars will be available in late july hey guess what that's now exclusively at Smoke Inn, a collection of rare small batch cigar Smoke In's micro blend series is a collaboration between some of the premium cigar industry's top companies and Smoke Inns owner, Abe Babna, The Pope of Greenwich Village named to honor one of Drew Estate's founder and president Jonathan's Drew favorite movies that debuted in 2015. By the way, it was the cigar, not the movie, that debuted in tape 2015 as the tenth MicroBlend series. Smoke in and Jewish State resurrected the Pope of Greenwich Village last year in 2021, and it once again quickly sold out. So get your get to looking at Smoke Inn. Make sure that you check that regularly. Any second now, any day now, the Pope of Greenwich Village will return for Jewish State and welcome everyone. This is our 207 take, 17th take rather, and it's my pleasure, my privilege to welcome back Mr. Kevin Kaithin of Protocol Cigars. Kevin, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm doing excellent, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you still standing up straight? Well, I guess you're sitting down, but how are you?
1: I'm sitting down right now, I'm relaxing. I'm really enjoying myself. We're obviously off a high right now due to Protocol Pool Party coming to an end this morning. And, uh, we left the venue about 11:45. We took advantage of the entire, the entire time that we had there from noon on Friday until noon on Sunday and a wedding was rolling in. So we had to, uh, gracefully exit make sure everything was all cleaned up. We've got a partnership with the Chelsea Sun-In where we do it. Um, it's a very different event for them because normally they're, you know, these beautiful majestic weddings and they have a cigar company, <laughs> rent a 200 acre property to, uh, have a cigar party, you know, this big, big protocol pool party.
0: Oh man. Uh, I mean, it sounds, I mean, I, I really, I really do have to try and get out to one of these uh, pool parties one of these years. Um, it just seems like such a blast. Um, but I mean, just quite frankly, I don't know if I'd make it up right. <laughs> we we're,
1: were good, you know, and it, and I'll tell you, is it okay if I tell you a little
0: bit about it? Oh, absolutely. I Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we were, we we're, this is pretty much the first thing I wanted to talk about was just because it it ended just a couple hours ago. So.
1: Yeah, it really did. And, you know, it, I'm excited about it. It started at my house and, you know, 25 people invited turns into 45, you know, 45 people the next year turns into 75. And I quickly realized like, Juan, we can't, like my house can't handle this, right? This is absolutely insane. So, uh, you know, we, we found a venue, it wasn't optimal, but uh, we made it work. And then we found Chelsea's son in one of our friends, his name's J-Lo. So I said, you know, J-Lo got married at the venue we use for, for uh, call pool party but it's one of our good friends john loman and uh he was like yeah these guys let us smoke cigars at my wedding we're in a hot tub we're in a pool i'm like what this is the venue so it was the right price was the right opportunity so we started it last year we did a one-day event which was saturday I uh, started from two o'clock until the next day. Uh, I said around 11 because we really need to be out there by noon. So 11 o'clock, hopefully everybody's, you know gone. We're all cleaned up. And, uh, you know, it, it, it took off and then they called me up and they said, Hey, we liked you guys so much. There was no like cigars everywhere. You guys cleaned up. You're like better than a wedding. Um, how about you guys do Friday and do something like even crazier and have the whole place from Friday at noon until Sunday at noon. And i'm like look i i can't afford that that's crazy he goes no, no no no, we love you guys so much we got a crazy discount for friday so juan and i put our heads together and said all right we're going to do a white attire evening for our lawman series like the whole pinky up idea oh nice and, uh you know we uh you know we we ran with it and uh you know we priced the tickets right we're not trying to make money on this and try to you know gouge anybody we just want to you know do something um because we no longer do an anniversary party because that's when johnny smokes uncut does his at the same time and i said look we've been doing this pool party that's been way more successful and if we could do a ticketed event <clears throat> it worked out really well the last uh, two years and this year was just absolutely over the top one main band on a uh, friday we did uh, elite gourmet catering came in with beef burgundy crab stuff flounder uh you know roasted red potatoes uh green beans i mean everything like we had china on the table uh they even brought Are you
0: sure this was a protocol party because like I, it gets... was
1: it was very different
0: for
1: us <laughs> the first night was very different we'll get into the second day but the first night was very different for us and uh um you know just it, it, we kicked it off right and even the catering company heard that they weren't going to have a tablecloth because the venue was like we go at a wedding the next day and we're worried about like cigar burns and tablecloths. And we don't have that much extra. And I'm like, you know what? We'll deal with it. It's okay. Catering company. The woman shows up with these burgundy, beautiful tablecloths. She goes, Oh no, 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 honey. She goes, you're doing a VIP event. She goes, you needed the tablecloths. These are my old ones. It's going to look amazing. And I don't care if they get burned. I'm like, wow. So nice. we, had, we, had, we had a bunch of good partners, a bunch of good partners at the event.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah, no, I saw the, I saw you guys in the, they all, you know, the, the white, white it out outfits and everything like that so that's cool that you did that for the uh for the lawman series um that's actually what i got here uh kevin i've got to uh the bass reeves uh maduro okay and then, cool and i've got uh, uh of some of the f trains that you uh that you gave me at uh at the train oh tour. nice you got a bundle uh, so, nice yeah so um you're very generous I, uh, so i i wanted to ask you what uh what you wanted me to start smoking tonight so oof you know what he's my
1: boy you got to go with the f train
0: gotta go with the f train here we go all right
1: right, yeah he was a big supporter this year last year he was uh struggling a little bit at the event but this year he was there (laughs) he was doing six lives and just having a blast
0: awesome yeah so this is the second rendition of uh of of your partnership with uh with johnny smokes uncut uh the first one was the j train which i really i really enjoyed that cigar i thought it was really good um uh it's still not my favorite of your limiteds uh the paddy wagon that you guys do for caravan is is definitely that's a def- massive yeah. that thing that thing's ma- yeah that thing is fantastic i uh, love that blend and uh it's definitely my favorite but i uh, have but you know in fairness i haven't had the f train yet so let's uh let's find out
1: yeah so i hope what you like know. it thank you well because everyone's raving about it right now
0: what can you tell us about this blend
1: so that's Nicaraguan uh, Rosado with Nicaraguan binder and filler, but it has filler from Jalapa and Esteli. So it's a uh, I think it's more of a medium-bodied cigar. I think it's more in my wheelhouse. I'm a medium, medium plus at max uh, cigar smoker. I say that, and I'm smoking a Sir Robert Peel Maduro, right? So, what's available. Uh, but I'll smoke everything, but typically in my wheelhouse is more a medium, medium plus, plus. Um, and I love our, our Themis. I go to that all the time, all day, all night. Love
0: that cigar, yeah. yeah. Just works. The uh, the Elliot Ness uh, natural. I was, I was, uh, man, I, I really, I, you know, had got my hands on a few of those, and those are those were fantastic.
1: Yeah, the Elliott Ness that has been a rocket ship for us and then trying to get the Maduro's back to market, we did, you know, our initial and then a secondary run on that. And we really undercut the order. We should have we went a little bit more heavy, but you're, you're doing a balance, right? You're coming out with, you know, a six by 60 in the blue. You're having to do reorders. We're coming out with bass reeves and we don't have a lot of capital to tie up in inventory, right? So you gotta, you gotta plan accordingly. We didn't realize getting that uh, Elliot Ness Maduro in that Nicaraguan broadleaf, if I could go back in time, if I had a Delorean, I would change what I what I did with that because we've been on backorder with that, and we get that tobacco. It's kind of it's 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 exclusive to uh, AJ Fernandez, and because of Juan's relationship, it's not mine. Um, credit to him, we got access to that, and um, that thing's been an absolute killer. Um, I, I I never hear a bad word about that cigar. So we uh we just got some boxes in, so we're able to fill some backorders, and then we're gonna we're gonna work smarter, not harder, and uh start ordering some more on
0: that the uh the color either it's the it's the either the f train label um or the color of the wrapper is just really unique to me um it's almost like a i i know it's not but it's it's almost like a dark hued like ecuadorian connecticut it's crazy it's not (laughs) quite
1: yeah, it's not Yeah, a
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know it's not. It's just it, okay. it's it's kind of it's got this lighter hue to it, but it's like got a a little bit a little bit darker. It's like this in between what you would see from, you know, like you know Haba- like nor natural habanos or nor natural Corojos or something like that. Uh, it's lighter than that typically. I don't know if it's labeled. as just playing tricks on me. This is crazy though. But it's it's a really unique color, and the first puff right off the get man, it's just it really grabs your attention. This is. Would you yeah. think this is stronger than the J train or how would you characterize it?
1: I would, I would say it's stronger, um, than a J train. Um, you know, it's, it's something different from John. Right. So, you know, we, we let John run with that. Right. So he talks to Hector directly and it's like, Hey, whatever you want to come out with now, if we smoke it and we're like, Oh, this is like, you know, not good, but we, we haven't gotten anything not good from Hector out of, uh, out of Arizona, So, uh, we were excited about it. Right. To follow it up. Like. It, you know, the J train, we do have orders in for that. So we're gonna still release those, but we're gonna probably do it more of an annual basis, right? So it's just the timing to factory, right? So, and John's cool with that, right? So we'll slow play it to market. And um, obviously I have a great partnership with John. He's, you know, my best friend and uh, you know he understands the the challenges with getting cigars to market and and the timing of everything.
0: So what's the, I mean, what's the original release on these? Like how many, how many bundles are you guys doing?
1: The original we did with the F train, we did 200. We sold those out in one day. And then we followed that up with another 300. That took like about a month or two to go through those. And then when we came out with the F train, I said, you know what? Let's just go with 400 out of the gate. And you know. Uh, I had a few at pool party. We weren't going crazy with it, but we're very limited. We, we launched that at a uh, new tobacco village. Obviously that's uh, Lena Haid. She's uh, John's fiance now. And we did that for uh, John as a, as a release, we had a bunch of people come in from out of town for that. And uh, you know, we sold through about 200 bundles of that. And then we had 200 that we wanted to set aside because John wants to kind of launch, you know his sub brand of protocol um, which I think is super cool, uh, to other shops around the country. So obviously a lot of local shops picked it up, but, uh, we were able to get it at, it's available at Smoke Inn right now. You can buy five packs, 10 packs at Smoke Inn with Abe, another great partner of, uh, Protocol Cigars. Um, and then you can, you know, maybe a few shops in the Northeast, if that's where you're located on where your audience is at, but we're, we're heavy in the Northeast, but, um, Abe at Smoke Inn has it, uh, Best Cigar Prices has it believe they're online with it famous smoke uh, famous dash smoke.com i always have to correct myself um should have it available online but they had it in store only at first because it's in our backyard so they were trying to service the local community
0: that's something that's always that really impressed me about you guys kevin is just like the the relationships that you've built with like some of the i mean i mean preeminent and large you know you know, retailers out there, you know, I mean, you guys, you guys have an in with, I mean, I mean, like them or love them. I mean, you guys have an in with Segarage International, you know, you have an in with Famous, you know, uh, Smoke Inn, how's you, how's you, how's you guys available as well? I mean, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, and then, and, but you also take care of like the caravans and the Royal Leafs and like, you know, these people that have just been, you know, a part of your community for a long time. So, I mean, you guys just have, I mean, big or small, I mean, you guys have some fantastic relationships. It's just, and, it's awesome.
1: That's not, that's not to my credit. I'm, you know, the business aspect. Juan really created those relationships prior to protocol. So that's a great aspect that we're able to tap into because everybody knows who Juan can't sell is. I can walk the show floor and no one's calling out Kevin Keithen right? Maybe one or two.
0: Well, it hurts. Um, it hurts you when Juan can't even pronounce your last name right. So right, then, yeah,
1: yeah, Kevin Keithen
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, I mean that goes to his credit. And 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 originally, when they started the company before I was uh, bought into it, but just helping them from a sales aspect, they didn't want to go to the big online guys. They were just going to be small and just uh, support the brick and mortars. And then they made a decision to, uh, you know, do uh, you know the big guys, and it's been working out well on both parts, right? So we got we got shops down in Texas that are now killing it. We never had Texas. And uh, I'll call it a shop, Copper Shot. They have a distillery, they're ex-law enforcement and they're selling a ton of our product. We got a great relationship with uh, Puro House. We're doing a release with them in August, uh, the law two. And we did the law one and that sold out in like basically two days. So yeah, we've been uh, very fortunate in the relationship that we have with our shops, but we can also do the big guys. Um, And they're tough to do because they want a lot of product. Um, but also be able to fulfill the, the you know the smaller brick and mortars, and I'll tell you a lot of these brick and mortars now they're all spinning up online shops. So pay attention to those smaller brick and mortars. Like Caravan has an online shop. Yeah, that,
0: that was, what I was just about to say, yeah.
1: They, they do great for us. Lena at New Tobacco Village, she launched after I you know screamed and yelled at her that she needed to have online. Um, she she has an online shop now that's uh, doing gangbusters for. Her. Um, but I think after COVID hit. I think everybody kind of woke up in the smaller brick and mortars. It's like, I have to have some sort of an online presence um, to keep the lights on just in case there's a COVID two or who knows what's going to come out.
0: I off to Brian at caravan too. Cause that's a, uh, he's got a very, he's got a very, very terrific niche that he's created for himself in the online market. There's, I mean, there's some really unique boutique blends. I mean, you, Protocol aside, even though we talked about how you guys have these great relationships, and Juan did a great job of networking as he was building this brand. But um, but there's all these other unique blend, uh unique companies and stuff too that he that he's got. And so he's he's done a really he's carved out himself a nice little niche and everything. It's where I actually got the um I believe that's where I got the J Trains fund last year. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, but, uh, um, really enjoying this F train so far and it's the, it's, it's totally my size too. It's got this, like this Robusto going on, which I love. I love. Oh, that's John's
1: favorite size. So yeah, that's, that's why he did one and two like that. Yeah. Beautiful. So,
0: um, well, we'll, we'll kind of get into some other major points here, uh, as we we'll, as we launch into our major point segment, which of course is always brought to you by the people. Yes. Cigar people, the people who know everything about a lifetime of service. Protocol cigars is more than just pool parties and good times. Well, this weekend it was, but behind the fun and is a motivation for service, a motivation for giving back from the original protocol blue to the latest release in the lawman series, Phoebe cousins. Protocol has always been about honor, passion, and yes, the people it's about. It's, it's what their life's work has been, and always will be about power of the P protocol cigars. Well, Kevin, um, I mean, tonight's major point is just kind of, uh, I mean, kind of looking back at this last year, I think Protocol has had, um, you know, has had a really good year uh, and a unique building up into this year's PCA, which had a, you know, somewhat unique experience for you guys. Um, But before we uh, talk about the PCA trade show, after it ended, you, you came back for, I don't know, it seemed like half a second and then went right back to Vegas. Before we get into the business of cigars, what was that all about?
1: Oh, my gosh, you're killing me. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, with my day job and, you know, the way the world is right now, Omicron, uh, the coronavirus variant uh, kicked off in January. We were supposed to be in Vegas for my day job, Internet security uh, for a sales kickoff. Right. So I'm a sales engineer. And, uh, you know, they're they flying us out, we were going to be at the Four Seasons, they had it set up where we were going to be the only people there. And when the variant really kind of escalated HR is like, yeah, maybe we don't want to do this. So they tabled it. And I knew PCA was coming up and I'm like, please don't be over PCA because how do you tell your day job? Oh, I can't go to my sales kickoff because I got the side business and I need to be in Vegas for something else, right? So thank God it worked out and they booked it from the 18th to the 21st. So I was in Vegas from July 7th until the 13th. I flew home and I flew back the 18th to the 21st. For my day job for our sales kickoff which was an amazing event i spent my uh birthday there and man everybody wanted to take me out for a drink so that was a fun night and uh yeah we had a blast and uh learned a lot from the company but yeah it was a it was a whirlwind experience and in between that i had to come home to my septic backing up my father having some health issues so i was fortunate that my septic was backed up so that i could stay at my parents place and then got that rectified but, yeah, it was uh, it was a whirlwind experience, yeah.
0: So, uh, you're, uh, if I saw the cake correctly, it's 42, unless it's a joke, right?
1: No, I'm 42.
0: So, okay. <laughs> I didn't know if that was Juan playing. Some Thank, you Bill Thank you, Bill Ragone. So, Thank you, Bill Ragone. That was nice. Uh, um, so, 40, age 42 kicking off with a bang with some of these travels and stuff. And I can't imagine the jet lag you're going through right now.
1: I'm on Vegas time, you know, so, you know, I saw you're going to be at 1030. I'm like, I've been like awake until 3am every night because that's only midnight back in Vegas. So I've just like, I'm just so accustomed to Vegas tomorrow. I got to wake up from my day job and we got uh relatively early meetings, but 8am is not too bad. So, um, and then this week, um, probably I just got a calendar invite tonight. I'm going to probably be in New York overnight. So I don't even know why I just should live out of a hotel. So no
0: there's <laughs> Gosh, man, it's crazy. What a crazy... Couple of months for you, yeah. but I mean, but I mean, going back to the trade show, Kevin. I think uh, I mean, I mean, what a unique experience for you. I mean, so um, Juan um, corrected me in the interview. I, I when I interviewed you guys in the booth, um, and I apologize for for not knowing your guys' history that well. But apparently, y'all did have your own booth very early on, um, and then at uh, and then for for a few years, you guys were part of the Espinosa booth, and then this year, you guys had your own space again, once again, and everything, but this was your first experience kind of having your own space, like, um, as protocol cigars, what, you know, how, how was that different than years past for, from, your perspective?
1: Yeah. And, and I know we had technically our own booth, but, um, you know, I know what Juan's talking about, but, you know, I wasn't bought into the company and that's where, you know, kind of tip that, that was the show that tipped scales for me to buy in, but, uh, you know, we were kind of just adjacent to Espinosa. So we were right next to Moya Ruiz, Uh, cigars, and we were right next to Eric, so yeah, we had our own booth, but it kind of felt like we were a cohesive Lazona message at the booth. This year, very different, very different. So, like you said, you know, uh, like the six of the last years, we've always been technically inside or a part of Eric or right next to him, and uh, with Guy Fieri coming in um and the knuckle sandwich it just you know it just made sense that protocol had to step out and figure out their location we we're going to try to be next to eric unfortunately that wasn't an opportunity and then there was a weird birdie in my ear saying you have to buy this booth and i'm like well i got a booth i'm in a good spot i like my location It's central you know we just have a 10 by 10 we're going to do it small because we're a small company and you know we'll, we'll see how it does and then This birdie kept talking in my ear. You got to move your booth. So I moved it. And then I got a phone call. Their booth's expanding. You need to move it again. I'm like, are you kidding me? So it ended up working out because PCA didn't know what was going on. And uh, now they do. But uh, PCA didn't know what was going on, that I was sort of on the end. I didn't know exactly who it was, but I figured it was a newer brand that was going to be pretty big in the market. And all of a sudden, we get a discounted corner booth. And I'm like, corner booth for a crazy discount. And I'm like, I'm in. So then I find out the announcement comes out. Rick Rodriguez with West Tampa <laughs> the Tobacco has a booth and I'm going to be right next. And Rick, uh, Juan, and I are very good friends. So uh, it worked out very well. We got to be right across the street from uh, La Florida Minicana, And it was just a, a great location. And it, believe it or not, I was a little nervous. Like we're no longer in the Espinosa booth. We get traffic from them. But I think as much as I liked that, I think it was hurting us because a lot of people would come into the Espinosa booth, these shops sit down, write their orders. And they would leave like we're done here because this is the pod and it's Espinosa. We've ordered everything. They didn't realize protocol. Yes. Is, is, is a part of La zona, but we're a separate company. Right. That's a separate order.
0: Separate order sheets.
1: Yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah, Separate order sheets, separate price sheets, everything. And we were just kind of in that corner and getting lost in the mix. And we've, we had companies, um, I opened more new shops this year and did more business being on my own them being in the Espinosa booth. And that's not a knock on Eric or Ozona. They're a great partner of ours. But I think it, it does say something to step out and show that we're this law enforcement themed uh, cigar company. We are legitimate seven years in business. People didn't think we'd last the five that it takes. And we're growing and we're putting a lot of effort into it, Juan and I. So, you know, I was excited to have our own booth and really kind of, you know what? Separate ourselves. Right. It kind of worked out that we separated ourselves. But when you tell that story like, hey, we get our tobacco from A.J. Fernandez, some of our lines are actually at his factory underneath Espinosa. He makes a 601 there. And if you carry Espinosa, we're going to be a great addition to your shop. Right. I'm not going to get the sales pitch, but it's, uh, you know, it's been eye opening. Our first that was our first opening day of PCA we've ever had. And I'm like, Juan, you thought this was going to suck? And Juan was more nervous than me. And I said, dude, we got this. We've been in business long enough. People know us. And we had a bunch of shops that already buy from us in net new shops. They gave us a shot. And I know my booth's not impressive. You know, it's, it is it is what it is. But when you tell the story and you tell where our cigars are made, I think it stands on its own.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, I think it does. And I think, like you said earlier, when you're talking about, I mean, you know, not, and I mean, not to get, like you said, not to get into the sales pitch, but the fact that, you know, when they hear that you have like these relationships with these, these bigger retailers and these online, these online presences and stuff like, oh, like, hey, I'm not, even if, even if I've been living under a rock, I'm a retailer that's been living under a rock and I don't know who you are. Let's say I'm West Coast, right? Because you guys, you know, you guys yeah, have I'm stuff not. all over something like that. But the, I hear all that. I hear all that stuff. It, it, you know, I'm not buying from some fly by night company too it's like just like one and done like you said seven years there's an established history there I mean it like you said it had to feel good I'm I, I'm kind of you know I'm kind of just interested in hearing like is it, as nervous as you guys were perhaps and even though you, you were confident kind of going into that day one and everything like i I think this is this was it was almost like it was almost like the push you guys needed right I mean
1: thousand percent and I could tell you I could tell you somebody that sat in the booth one, you know, he was out traveling, right? Which is good because it, it, he's known. So, you know, people recognize him and you can tell people where the booth is.
0: Spreading the word, you yeah, know, spreading the good word.
1: Yeah, 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 doing networking, right? That's what always, uh, Reamer always says, I'm not hanging in the booth, I'm networking. So, um, no, it was good because uh, we had, uh, Michael Hurtlocks came into the booth And he was sitting there and he was like, where's Juan at? And was like, I don't know. know. know." (laughs) There's Juan. (laughs) Yeah, where's Juan, right? That's what everybody says. Where's Juan, right? So uh, he was hanging out and Juan uh, came back like five minutes later. And he goes, Michael Hurtlocks is in my booth. And Michael goes, Juan, stop. What did you just say to me? And Juan was kind of like taken aback. And he was like, what do you mean? He goes, say what you just said. I said, Michael Hurtlocks is in my booth. He goes, exactly, your booth. Never again, do you not have your own booth. So that kind of resonated with me and, uh, you know, like, all right, Michael's like, Hey, you guys got to separate yourself. You know, yes, you're under Lizona, you make your cigars there, but you got to be your own brand. So that, that definitely resonated with me when Michael said that to us. And then I had another story where a shop guy walks into the booth and I'm like, Hey, you know about protocol cigars. I'll like, give you the quick pitch. And he was like, Nope, I'm here for one thing I'm ordering. And I'm like, well, that was easy. (laughs) And I go, like, like, I've never met you. If I have, I apologize. And, you know, we're having this conversation. And he's like, "Uh, no, he goes, you're legitimate. And I go, okay, what makes you think I'm legitimate now? My time in business, like, what's up? And he goes, no, you've been in the smoke and cigar of the month club at least three times. And he goes, that means you're legitimate. I need you in my shop because I'm a member of that club. And I go, well, I'm a member of that club too. And I can buy my cigar cheaper. (laughs) And sometimes I get my own cigar shipped to me. And he's like, no, he goes, you're legitimate now. And I told Abe that story and Abe, Abe really uh, resonated with that. And I, I thanked him personally for that because that, that that was that was awesome. I didn't know, you know, working with these larger shops, some of these smaller ones are watching what's going on in the industry mm-hmm. and what products on their shelves that's moving. So that, that was huge. That was
0: huge. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it makes a difference sometimes. I mean, a lot of, I mean, look, they've, they're, you know, Abe's, tremendously successful and he got that way for a reason through a lot of hard work and in and, and business guile but um there are people who are you know new to this business or want to get there and they they look at these guys and they look at yeah. that kind of stuff so um which i know you weren't doing a michael herklotz impression but i could totally hear michael saying that from your story which is <laughs> which, which is which, michael which, if you're out i know there, i know not. it wasn't an impression so i know you weren't trying but i was just like man i could totally hear him like i could see him like i could see the whole scene like i could see him you know with his shirt and tie and or and uh jacket and everything probably sitting very upright with his legs crossed and saying stop what did you just say to me i could see it i can see it
1: it's it's it's, it's, it was it was a surreal moment for me right and it's yeah i'm a small guy right i'm an internet security guy right and, uh, you, know, I was, you know, I was in the cigar industry, but Juan, Juan really accelerated in that, you know, early, early in his days. But yeah, it was uh, just unbelievable. One of the best compliments I ever got from Juan, he goes, we don't have Michael Hurtlocks, but our Michael Hurtlocks is Kevin Kython. I happened to be wearing a suit that day. And I'm like, Juan, sometimes I want to dress up, you know, I have to do it for work and I don't get to wear suits that often anymore. So I said, I know we normally wear the polos and everything. I'll do that a few days, but yeah, I happened to be wearing the suit when he came in and I was like, Michael, if I can be the Michael Hurtlocks of protocol, that's an honor.
0: (laughs) There you (laughs) go. There you go. Well, it it was a, it was an interesting, um, an interesting year for you guys. I mean, so as far as, uh, you know, because you were talking, you were, you know, talking about some of the stuff i mean logistics have been a nightmare for everybody big or small in your case you know finding it's not it's not even about this getting the cigars made it's uh the, it's just like labels and boxes and paper and i mean it's just been unbelievable um i mean kind of coming into 2022 with some of these uh, and we'll get to some of the projects you announced just ahead of the show but the, the challenge that this last year has been for you, I mean, talk about, I mean, how difficult it, it, it's been for, again, for a company like as small as yourself.
1: So I like the way Juan, I, I take a lot of uh, like talk tracks for Juan, right? And surprisingly, right? I'm in sales, right? So I should have them, but I love the way Juan's able to articulate some of the like, you know, challenges, the successes. Juan has the knack for that. And, uh, you know, Juan speaks very well. And And I love his analogy here. It's like, When you're a big cigar manufacturer and you're driving this tractor trailer down the road, you hit a pothole, right? Uh, It swerves a little bit, right? And then you're, you know, a medium-sized guy and you got this SUV and you're going down the road and you hit that same pothole. All right, it swerves you a little bit more, but you're good, right? Um, We're a motorcycle. And when you hit that pothole, right, it changes a lot of things, right? When you are trying to buy you know let's say you know 10,000 you know cigars 20,000 cigars and you got a manufacturer behind you doing you know 500,000 where do you get set in the back of the train right you're back right so it's been a little bit challenging but we've getting things moved up uh the queue recently which is good um we've got the, pretty much the entire line in stock to ship to uh shops and I can say that now because we just got the shipment on Friday with the Elias Maduro. So we have the entire line of cigars in stock right now in our humidor and uh, that we can ship around the country and fill those back orders. But, you know, when we were putting in orders, we have to be mindful of that and know the lead time that it takes to get cigars to our office and then uh, service, you know, our great customers around the country. Right. All those retail shops
0: who would have thought a couple of years ago when you guys were doing all these small releases and you know doing like these these packs and these mazes and everything that you guys would be ahead of the curve <laughs> with the shortages <laughs> that were gonna come uh, um you know and to, and to that point you know with some of the, the 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 releases you know we mentioned paddy wagon already and a couple of others uh, including the f chain and j train and everything has there ever been discussion about bringing some of these back like there was one cigar that you know regret I, and and I just, I, I, I gotta be honest, I hadn't, I just didn't really have any knowledge of y'all back then, but like, I never got a chance to sample the Guadalupe. Um, did get a K9, that was phenomenal. Um, Thank you. Thank you. But, but, but have you guys ever thought about bringing back some of the old one and dones or these some of these limited releases? So Juan,
1: Juan has a philosophy on this and we've always, we've always done the up to it. And I don't, I don't know if it will change in the future. I don't think it will, but um, you know, I like Juan's philosophy, right? So like when we come out with something for dojo or uh, something that's really a limited, like paddy wagon, we've made multiple runs of the J train, F train, we're going to make multiple runs of When we say something's limited, Juan was very passionate that when it's a limited, it's a limited, like I don't want to hear it's coming out again because he feels that we had guys coming and buying Drew or, or sorry, uh, uh, Cigar Dojo, those bundles, like 14 bundles at a shot at Famous. Like, mm-hmm. dude, that's a lot of money. He, he goes, I know this is gonna be one and done, and I love the cigar. I bought one bundle, I went back and bought 13 more. I'm like, are you out of your mind? He's like, Nope, I'm not. He goes, I'm gonna have these. So, Juan doesn't wanna discount that guy's purchase, because if we did that, then when you do that big launch of that limited run, the guy's going to be like, well, you know what, I'll get two of them now. Cause they're just going to probably re-release it next year. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, I like that. I like that methodology. I like, I like what we're doing with that. So, you know, we're, we're open and honest on what's going to be a limited, what's going to be a potentially yearly release or a shop exclusive. So I think that's the way we're going to run it. So unfortunately those blends are a one and done and we have to move on and um, you know, sometimes we're upset because it should have been a regular release, but it is what it is.
0: Got it. I mean, you got to hand it to, uh, Juan for, uh, actually, uh, doing something that, uh, the entire cigar industry ignores, which is, if it's limited, actually <laughs> making it <Right>. a limited <laughs> I mean, it should be a limited, right? Yeah. Like
1: we have definitions on things, right? So let's make a limited a real limited. And, you know, right. I love the idea right now. I don't know, maybe another five years down the line and that guy smoked through all 14 bundles. We say, you know what, we're going to revisit it. I don't know. I can't predict the future and what we wake up to um, that we have access to that blend because that is a protocol blend. So we could I go back, but, but, you know, I, at, at this point, I think it's too soon. And that's not even a, a thought in our mind. We want to come out with some new interesting stuff. Try to use some new, interesting tobacco like we did with the Elliott Ness uh, uh, Nicaraguan uh, broadleaf. I think that was an amazing release for us, and getting access to that tobacco, we're so fortunate. So I think you know we're going to stick to that for regular runs and see what we do with the Lemons in the future.
0: That, and that's something I've um, and, and and pardon me, Kevin, that I'm I'm just not a hundred percent on um, the the Laman series is not it's not a limited edition, but is it limited? like what we call, what I would call limited production in terms of like, it's not always available, it's more available seasonally, is, is that more or am I completely off base here?
1: <laughs> no, no, it, it's supposed to be a regular run, but the problem with it is is we have uh, we have a good problem, right? We have a lot of demand. So we try to make as much as we can and we have a limited budget and it's, you know, we we got a core line, we have the Lawman series, So we're trying to allocate funds to be appropriate to where the demand is. Themis is my bestseller, So we put a lot of money into having Themis in stock. So, and then all of a sudden you get a run on Elliott Ness and we just didn't understand why because we launched it at first and it sold well. And then we're like, all right, let's just do another run. We would have doubled it if we would have known that the demand just went through the roof. So it, it's all about, you know, appropriating the funds in the right way and learning as we go. But, you know, it's just, it, we're, the Lawman series is a regular run. It's not seasonal. All of those cigars, they come in that box press Toro. They are available to market and we have them all in stock right now. But yeah, sometimes we just don't realize that there's going to be a run on Sir Robert Peel or Bass Reeves. Bass Reeves, I will say we did um, fortunately get an overrun on that. We did not put in order for as much as we got but it worked out in our favor because that thing took off like wildfire and uh, you know we're still working through that supply so we're you know timing the next the next order of that so we keep it in stock we don't want to be out of stock in anything that's the hardest thing and uh, it kind of put us put our, put the company on the heels a little bit during covid when we basically had no cigars i'm mean, like wow i don't even know if we have anything for us to smoke at this point but <laughs> good good problem to have um but you know obviously if you're going to be in business and you have product and stock to move on the shelves
0: well i mean i'll tell you i, I mean from my perspective i think what i think where the i guess miscalculation if you want to call it on the Elliott ness was the fact that it was released in 2020 i mean you didn't yeah. know what was going to do you didn't know how the market was going to react to this how does the market react you know when especially we at the time like hindsight being 2020 we're like man we should have you know like you said doubled or tripled up on everything because you know, everyone was selling a crap ton of cigars. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. at the time, no one knew what, how the market was going to react or respond to anything. So when you release a cigar, it's like, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um guess uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens kind of thing. But yeah. um, I mean, I mean, like you said, a good problem to have, but um, I mean, if you, if you could do it, if you could do it all over again, Obviously, I mean if you had that much control you wouldn't have a international pandemic, but if you could do it all over again, what do you, I mean, how big do you think Elliot and Ness would have been if you had a trade show to kind of announce it like formally like you've done with all your everything that's, else. I,
1: wow, that's a real good question. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the trade show so much would have moved the needle having the cigars available would have been moving the needle for me um we do great at the trade show but it's all about the end consumer that's actually buying it and then moving that product on the shelf so me announcing something at the trade show is great but i need the consumer then to buy the boxes of cigar and return to buy it right you can buy your first box your first one your first two or step up to a box and then go to you know all right, this is now in my rotation and, you know, and that may be a thing of the pandemic that we weren't able to really have a trade show that year, but then, you know, people got the cigar and realized how good that blend is and that Maduro and, you know, then it just took off like wildfire. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know that a trade show would have really done it. It's just, you know, demand consumer supply chain, all that.
0: I have to imagine that the, uh, I mean, especially like when you said when you're a small company and you have to pick and choose how these things are slated. We actually talked about this. Uh, I talked about this uh, actually with uh, two previous guests recently. Uh, uh, Mike of uh, with uh, Postania Cigars and Nico Sueño, which is a small factory similar to Lizona um, and also Luciano too because uh, he, he he has his own factory, but he also manufactures for other people too. So it's it's this it's been this interesting like you know epiphany lately about like you know how these smaller brands that I really like and really enjoy and like how you guys have to maneuver not just budget but also the forecasting you do has to be so much it has to be so much more difficult than say what Eric and Hector do on the Espinosa side because they have the factory and control it's yeah. it's
1: you have to project and it's tough for us to project like we We have Lanceros in the blue, red, and and, uh, the Themis, the gold. And it's tough because we weren't moving a whole lot of Lanceros. And then I go to the show and we got a bunch of Lanceros sales, right? You either have a shop, they're like, oh, we're all in on Lanceros or we're all out, right? Right. There's no real middle ground with that. I don't understand where it is. But I'm like, well, that's good because we're sitting on like, you know, Thousands of boxes of Lanceros right now. We got to move them. So that was a that was a good surprise to you know have happen. So you know you you kind of steer the customers on what sizes they want. Look, uh, I'll be honest. Right, we came out with the blue six by sixty at last. I was Thursday. hoping
0: you were going to talk about this. This this was yeah. fascinating to me. This blew my mind.
1: Blue six by everybody wants a blue six by sixty. Six by sixty. Every uh, if I do a lot of local events here. Believe it or not, yes, I sling cigars one cigar at a time. And there's a music festival about to come up. For 10 days i'll be there every night selling a protocol at a time because they're a good partner of ours and we can do some major business but you have to be there pushing and uh, i've outsold some major brands that were sitting there with some major people i won't say who that i was outselling them left and right because i would stand there and sell so everyone wants a six by 60 so i'm like Juan, let's go back do the blue six by 60 and then we'll do the, the rest of the core line that did not take off like all these shops that wanted six by 60, we sold some boxes, but it didn't take off where it sells is when you're at an event and then mm-hmm. move six by 60. But for us, for whatever reason, nope, everybody wants like the, the Toro, the Robusto and some want the, the Lancero. But yeah, in our line, yeah, the six by 60 didn't take off. So Juan and I like sat, wasn't even a real conversation. He was like, hey, by the way, uh, we're not this year doing the rest of the line in 6 by 60 And I'm like, are you kidding me? He was like, no, I just wanted to make sure. I'm like, yeah, we're good. Yeah. I
0: I couldn't believe, I, I was fully expecting uh, going into your booth this year and talking to you about that, because I had no idea, right? So like, you know, and I was fully expecting you to say, yeah. Not that you were going to do the rest in it. I remember you saying you guys all were, but I would remember you saying like, oh, this, this, I felt like I was going to walk into you guys saying, this was the best decision we've ever made. And I walk into you guys saying, no, it didn't work for us. And I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I just, I couldn't, I, I just couldn't believe it. Cause I mean, that, yeah. that size moves, you know? I mean, the Toro is the number one Vitola in this country. Probably will be for,
1: yeah, I don't know the, for the foreseeable uh, future. Are, Toro across the line is our bestseller and something that we haven't, I don't know if we've publicly talked about it or not. You might get an exclusive here, but it's not a secret. But we did a uh, Sir Robert Peel on a Corona Gordo because we love that size. And it was around Corona Gordo, not box pressed. And it kind of just kind of sat. So I was like, Juan, what do you want to do with this? Are we going to reorder it? Are we going to do a uh, line extension? in? Elliot Ness and then potentially Bass Reeves down the line in a Corona Gordo. And he was like, why would we do it if it's not selling? He goes, you know, the numbers. And I'm like, yeah, they go one, you see it in the humidor. So we ran through them. They're gone. If you have those, those are unicorns now because we decided, you know what, in the Lawman series, that box press six by 52 Toro, it works. And that's where we want to stick with the Lawman series. You know if we do like, you know, I don't know something down the line in a an interesting size or something or a shop exclusive that they just have that one size, but yeah, it just it wasn't working. So let's stick to what works. We're a small company, and now what you what you have, and what I realized is we have 22 SKUs going into uh you know this year at the end of this year we're gonna have 26. So we have 26 SKUs. That's a lot of product you got to keep in your humidor. You have capital tied up. And it's a challenge for a small company. And and again, we're growing, but you have to appropriate it the right ways. So, you know, it's like, all right, let's, you know, pick out, everybody wants something new. We needed to do a, you know, line extension in in the core. We did the line extension in the uh, lawman with Phoebe cousins, but you know, it's like, okay, well, how many other things are we going to, you know, keep in the humidor and, you know, being a small company, it's tough. And it's tough for a small shop to, like walk into your booth, we do know minimums. We do know like, Hey, you got to buy 10 boxes to get, you got to buy core to get the Lawman. We don't do any of that. So if you just want to bring in the Lawman series, cause that works for your shop, go for it. We'll, we'll try right. to appropriate, you know, our, our, ordering accordingly. So yeah, it gets, it gets a little bit much and then God, you know, next year, who knows, like we're going to have even more SKUs.
0: Yeah. I, it's funny. I, I wanted to, ask another question here, but this this brings up an interesting topic. And, and so you, you mentioned, you, you kind of mentioned my question in, in your statement there, Kevin, like you guys are a small company and like do Mo Minimums, which is really good. It gives everyone the opportunity to smoke smoke through your portfolio, find what they like, find what they know that's gonna work for their customers. And, um, and that's terrific. It, I mean, but have you seen in, in your short history, Short being relative, you guys have been established for quite some time, but short in terms of the industry history, but like, I mean, has there are there any concerns or have you seen some cannibal, cannibalization within your own portfolio? Uh,
1: meaning online? lines?
0: Just, just just anywhere. Like, I mean, um, you know, like with the fact that, you know, like you have certain like cigars that while they're completely different blends and they smoke completely different, but like what if, so, if someone's just looking at chalk, they're like, oh, well, those two cigars are pretty much the same in terms of blend. You know? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. No, I don't think we have that in the line. Um, I think I think official misconduct or medium, I think that's lost in the line. And I think when you reintroduce that line, uh, people wake up to it. I think that's an amazing blend. Even Juan said to me, it was like, oh because we have a bag of cigars that we can smoke at the booth for the guys that work for us and, you know, friends, or whatever, like, Hey, that's where we grab our cigars from. That's the ones that we smoke. The samples don't touch. And, uh, one's like, Oh, I haven't had a fish misconduct in a while. I'm like, yeah, dude, you never smoked that cigar. He's always full bodied, full flavored. And he went back to it and he was like, man, this is an amazing cigar. I go, dude, this is like an amazing blend. And I love it in the Toro and the Corona Gordo. We're not going to get rid of it. Um, but no, I don't think we have anything. We're not big enough now where I think anything tastes too similar to another blend one. And I wouldn't do that, that it would cannibalize itself. But I think we do have some lines that we should probably put more focus on from maybe social media aspect. That's mainly what we do. We, uh, don't do a lot of marketing. Uh, we partnered with you, we partnered with dojo and that's really it. Um, but yeah, I don't think we have anything that's really, going to cannibalize itself because it's similar to one of our other
0: blends they, they are unique and they are different like you mentioned the official misconduct that was actually the one that i was thinking about too is and and, and it's interesting that you said that kind of gets lost and juan you know just kind of recently rediscovered everything it's yeah, really kind of
1: rediscovered our own blend yeah <laughs> well but
0: it's it's funny you mentioned that too because i was thinking as, as you were saying that i honestly was thinking to myself i'm like i've never seen a picture of juan without a a like i don't I'm, I know he has, but I've never seen a picture of him smoking a Themis unless I'm just wrong. <laughs> like, um,
1: I, I I can't tell you a picture of Juan smoking a Themis. That's always, yeah. which is great because in the Lumen series, I always smoke. Like we, we get extra bundles for us, like no boxes, for us to uh, you know smoke at the office and and whatnot. So you know, I'm always going towards the natural. He's always going towards the Maduro. And I went to an event, and I was doing the first part of the event. Juan was showing up for the later part. And I said, Hey, you packed everything up. I'm gonna swing by the office and I'm gonna go do the first part. He's like, Yep. And I go, Oh, you got cigars for us to smoke? Yep, packed it. I opened up the pack. It was all of our full-bodied stuff. And I'm like, wow. And I posted a funny picture and I just busted his balls. And I'm like, wow, doesn't take care of his partner. I smoked mild and mediums and he put everything full in the back. And he goes, dude, I totally wasn't even thinking. I just thought it was. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, I was like, consider a guy there. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Good, good job. But I also did that to him at the show because I had a bunch of like stuff in my check bag for us to smoke. And I brought, to, I was like, all oh, right, I thought I mixed them up. But I, everything was just like all of our Lawman series and natural and Themis and everything. I'm like, Juan, I'm sorry. It's like, I'm good pal." <laughs>
0: um, That's, uh, I would have bring up this picture. This is, the old, this is the lightest cigar I've ever think I've ever seen him smoke. I have this picture. Let's see uh that's and that's your cigar that's i think that's the yeah, lightest cigar yeah, i think i've seen yeah. so i had this picture uh that's that protocol that's, Steve? yeah that's uh that's funny as you as you kind of said that i was thinking to myself like no i've never i've never seen him i i mean he has obviously i mean but i just oh, never absolutely. seen him smoke with uh uh, smoke this, the Themis or anything like that. That's funny. I'm gonna, I'm gonna
1: ch- next time I, I hang out with Juan and we do something. I'm gonna challenge him and like, hey, smoke a Themis. Tell me what you think about it. It's our yeah. best. You should know. You should yeah. know what
0: it's like. I, I'm really glad to hear that, Kevin. That that is the best. I because I, I mean, hands down. I'm, I'm, I, I used to, you know, about about four or five years ago, I would say that I was probably in in Juan's camp. I was always like heavy, 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 heavy. Whatever's heavier is better. Not that I didn't appreciate lighter or medium body cigars. I just wanted to i just always i just enjoyed heavy uh heavy-bodied smokes at the time and and now that i've gotten a little older um maybe my palates changed maybe it's gotten more sophisticated whatever the whatever it is i i, I think i'm more to that medium to full or just medium bodied and but that themis is the it, it, it's your favorite it's my favorite too i think it's the best cigar that you guys make core um Thank you. Core Thank of the you. Across. It. it's fantastic
1: i agree and the market the market calls for it right so you know, we we've told the story a million times. We had you know the, the blue and the red in our first two years in business, and we had strong and stronger, full fuller, dark and darker. And then when you when you, when we came out with that Themis, that thing was just a powerhouse. Um, not not in strength and body, but it was just a powerhouse to the market. And. That's, that's the most Vitolas we have in any of our lines, right? We have that in a Lancero, a Toro, Robusto, and a Corona Gordo, and they all smoke different and they all smoke amazing. And yeah, it's just, I love that cigar smoke at any time of the day.
0: Well, I said it years ago to, 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 to build the, the, the co-founder, uh, Bill Ives, And, and, and it's true. I, I think I look back at what, what Themis was and it, it may not have started, the you know the renaissance but it was certainly a major player in what i called the connecticut renaissance
1: yeah
0: um because it was it was in the it was at the forefront of it and then everyone else started doing it um and when you can get ahead of a trend like that um it really it really sets you apart um even if you have a small segment of the market like you guys do being a smaller company it still sets you apart um and you're able to you're able to grab a a hold of something so it i mean it, it's great that it's still doing well for you I, I i dig it i love it i love that cigar it's fantastic yeah, um we're going to be at this
1: festival and i'm going to move a lot of it because everyone's coming up oh i probably want a cigar but i don't really smoke i'm like my Themis. there Boom. you go <laughs> I, got guys, I got guys coming back and buying boxes of it They're like this is the best cigar i had and i'm like probably not the best but thank you like we got boxes for you
0: wonderful so just uh wanted to go back to something just to make sure i i understood correctly this so the the 6x60 even though it didn't um it didn't take off to what your expectation was per se i mean but are you guys still ongoing producing it or are you so blue will
1: always we need a 6x60 right so the market cries for it now it didn't like sell out day one but that's not a reason not to come out with the rest of the core line it just it didn't move like we thought it would right like when we come out with the Lawman series those pretty much move like you know we we expect so for me it was like you know what like let's just keep producing it we'll leave that at least we have ones because if anybody comes to your table and they say six by six sixty i got one right boom right there and then they'll, they'll they'll purchase it but yeah you gotta you gotta have something to market and you don't know we might come out with the red or something down the line if it keeps doing well but um, yeah, it just didn't take off like I thought it would to then drive the demand to do the whole core line. Again, we have to allocate budget, new lines, you know, what are we thinking about in the future? What are we spending on, you know, some of these limited ones? So yeah, it's just, it's, it's a balance.
0: Well, I know somewhere that Will Cooper's watching this. Uh, and so he's going to, he's going to level up with them about to say, I did smoke the protocol uh, 60 in the blue. I did enjoy it. Good. I'm not a 60 guy. Um, but I did enjoy it. I am really, I'm really super intrigued and I think the red will be phenomenal in a 60. I will say that I, I have this thing about Connecticut's in the 60. They've never worked out for me in the past, but I like the Themis so much that I'm intrigued enough to say, Hey, I will Definitely you got me in for one, <laughs> at least. Um, <laughs> no, that's not enough to move your needle at all, but I'm, I'm intrigued enough to say, I want to see what this does in a 60 because I like the blend so much. Um, but I've just, a uh, track record with Connecticut 60s, I just, uh, just hasn't worked out from my palette specifically. But so.
1: With the Lajero in it, it might be interesting to, sure. and, you know, like down the line, I don't know, you got my, you got my uh, sales mind thinking, you know, maybe we just say, you know what? We're doing a—I a, I don't know if I want to call it a small batch run. I have to work on the term, but I don't know what the exact terminology would be on it. But like, uh, you know, not a limited, but just a short run. And short run, say, yeah. E, there you go. Right, but I might get sued by EP. But uh, good call.
0: Yeah, never mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. We got to think about that. But whatever you want to call it, and just say, "Hey, we're coming out with these. We've got—I don't know—five hundred boxes of it." And they're available for a limited time. We want to see how it goes to market and then we'll make a decision after that. So if you want to get in,
0: get in. Sounds good. Well, you've got a couple of new brand new releases that we're going to talk about in just a minute. So everyone who's uh, tuned in right now, stick around. We've got some great new stuff to talk about with protocol, but we got a fun segment coming up right now. And that, of course, is our United Cigars Presidential Trivia segment uh, of course brought to you by united cigars and tonight's guest is kevin kython of protocol cigar si juan i can say it you can too say the (laughs) name correctly kevin kython all guests on ll supermart takes are brought to you by united cigars as well as the presidential trivia segment which we're about to get into right now uh united cigars features la giana havana distributes jose Dominguez, bandolero garofalo and the highly acclaimed atabate and Byron lines, and now the new Alfonso from Selected Tobacco. So smoke one today and start living united. So Kevin, we talked about this in the beginning. Don't worry, this question's multiple choice. You're not; it's not going to be too much pressure here. So, uh, but I, I have a feeling you might get this one, um, not because it's necessarily near and dear to your heart, but I think context clues might give it away. But uh, you are, uh, as we've all know, in cybersecurity, which means you know your way around a computer. Um, and, uh, this government was a little late to the game when you think about when computers were invented and, but now they've kind of become, you know, they're, they're so much a part of our lives that we think about how could the president of the United States not have a computer, um, at their disposal. And it's true that at one, you know, it wasn't until, uh, later on in the, uh, the second half of, uh well, between halfway and the second half of the uh, 20th century that a computer was available in the White House. So who was the first president to have a computer installed in the White House? Was it A, John F. Kennedy, B, Lyndon Johnson, or C, Jimmy Carter?
1: I'm going to go later, Jimmy Carter.
0: That's 100% right. You want to take a stab at the year, just for fun? Oof. 1978 wow yeah that's dead on that's smack dab that's perfect yeah 1978
1: I think when the first computers and chips were coming out so yeah
0: 1978 the first computer okay this was almost a decade after we put a man on the moon that's the that's the crazy thing that's the that's the crazy thing that it almost a decade after we put a man on the moon jimmy carter installs the first computer into the white house it was a hewlett packard for those out there who really care um <laughs> that's, but, cool. that's
1: cool that's cool geek uh term uh like tri- tri- uh what, what what is it uh i'm blanking on the word trivia trivia there you go yeah,
0: yeah. um yeah it's it, you know, I mean, I've, I've even got, I've even actually got the model here. So it's a, it was a Hewlett Packard HP 3000. Wow. But that wasn't even the biggest thing that he had installed that day in 1978. It was a eight by 10 by three. By the way, this is feet, not inches. Okay. Eight feet by 10 foot by three foot water-cooled IBM laser printer.
1: Water-cooled? Yes. Damn
0: behemoth man <laughs> like i can't imagine so he was and and carter was actually we discussed this on the show a couple of weeks ago too he was actually the first he actually had um he actually had solar panels installed at the white house on white house grounds, yes. and um and he actually had a computer desktop installed on the on the uh, the resolute desk which sits in the oval office right mm-hmm. um but here's an interesting fun fact about about technology and the oval office too so, uh, Ronald Reagan, of course, wins the election. Jimmy Carter's no longer president. Ronald Reagan takes it back in 1981 and he says, Nope, I want a more traditional working space. He gets rid of the computer. Computer's still at the White House, but he, it's not on the desk. And he wanted the desk kind of like clean for a more traditional working environment. every president since, from Ronald Reagan, first George Bush, Clinton, George W. Barack Obama, Donald Trump, and now Joe Biden—none of them have a computer on the on the on the resolute desk in the Oval Office.
1: Ronald Reagan also removed those solar panels.
0: He did too. That's another. He did. We talked about that on a previous show. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, Obama, uh, President Obama uh, uh, put them back uh, or put installed new ones. Probably not the same ones. Uh,
1: better, I think tech,
0: yeah, I was going to say probably better tech by this point. Uh, it was the first to bring it back and stuff. But um, but yeah, I found that um it's interesting how over if you go back through the history of time like how a lot of the things that we associate with like you know presidential tradition or things that are like oh these are things that the presidents do are were established by just by a sitting president and then it it just kind of it took tradition from there which is interesting i mean i mean the whole two terms was not law until fdr because after he, he ran four times successfully, mind you, and uh, and um, it was after him that it actually got written into law that a president can only, you know, serve two terms. It's
1: cool. I love the history.
0: Yeah, it's really nuts. So, um, but yeah, I thought I thought you'd get a kick. I yeah, nailed the year and everything. I didn't even, that wasn't even part of the multiple choice. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I so.
1: tried. I tried. I, I was thinking because that was a tough one, but yeah.
0: So from, from a tech, from a technology background, like is, is, I I mean, I, first of all, I didn't, I mean, I knew HP was old and had been in the business for a long time and everything. I mean, have, have they always, are they, I mean, are they a front runner when it comes to PCs, like in terms of, I mean, I have one, but I'm, you know, I I haven't really, again, I haven't really thought about it. It's not really my world.
1: I mean, I have to watch them what i say about my day job but no like uh you know i see them uh you know out in the market i think they're doing more services if you will like you know like it like services um you know they're trying to get into cyber um but from a like laptop desktop standpoint i don't know anybody that's bought an hp in a long time um i know they have the consumer market but i can't tell anybody that has one
0: yeah i mean I'm, i just looked down i'm working off of the dell so yeah, <laughs> Dell is
1: massive. I think even like uh, Apple, I never would have thought this because I was a Windows guy from day one Linux guy, and um you know I go, went to a Mac and I can't believe I said that, but yeah, I went to a Mac <laughs> <laughs> how, long yep. you been, how long have been
0: how long you been working on Apple?
1: Uh, I've been working on Apple now five years. Um, and it just, it just made sense for what my day job is. My, my desktop, uh, I'm in my garage right now. This is not my actual background. Um, but I got dual 27s. We had
0: everyone fooled, Kevin, you ruined it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got dual 27s that made it to the garage so I can smoke out here. And I just got an Intel nook on windows. And then my, uh, I, I call it my power station. Is an i7 uh, with like 32 gigs of RAM, and that's what uh, powers my desktop. And I got the super ultra wide monitor, uh, which is basically 227 side by side. And I know, guys, I'm geeking out. And then uh, I have a data center in my basement for my day job. And I got Dell servers. I got my Synology um, NAS. It does a lot for me. My DHCP for multiple segments in my house. I have uh, I have my home theater segmented from. Uh, the rest of the house. So I have different locations so I can do things to test different, uh, you know, network access control is what I do for my day. And, uh, you know, you need to have different uh, segments. So that's my remote office. And then I got my, my home office and then I have my data center segment. So it's pretty cool.
0: That's that's awesome. It's not, um, but other than the multiple locations, I followed most of that. Just my, uh, my father-in-law has a big setup too. Uh, He, he uh, he, uh, he, he did army intelligence. He was an in army intelligence. Uh, and he worked in, in cyber and, uh, and yeah, man, I, I mean, I'm sure you guys would just hit it off. Um, but, but, oh, absolutely. but his setup was something like, I, I remember, I mean, I, I walked into his office, uh, first time I ever met him and, and I walked in, I was like, man, this is like Houston. We could launch a rocket from this thing. This is fan just, and, and it was quite, of course every, he, he built everything too. So. Yeah, Just yeah. Unbelievable. unbelievable yeah, I built, I
1: built all my computers and then I, I, I built out my data center when I bought this house because the last thing you want, and I had to deal with this when I had my apartment before I, I moved here is having a ton of servers, creating a lot of heat in your office. So I might like, put it in the basement, set it up there, run the cables. So before I moved in, I had all the cables run, cables run to the home theater set up. So yeah, it was a lights out decision.
0: Nice. Nice. Well, um, Kevin, I mean, props to you for just absolutely destroying that, uh, um, that, uh, United presidential trivia segment. Fantastic. Jimmy Carter, first president to have a computer installed in the white house. Uh, unbelievable. 1978, you know, 44 years ago. And, uh, was the first time a computer was unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's crazy. Um, but, uh, that was our United Presidentials trivia segment brought to you by United Cigars, featuring Lagiana Ivana, distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Galof Grofflo, and the highly acclaimed Atabe, Byron, and now Alfonso lines from Selected Tobacco. Smoke once a day and start living united. Um, our next segment before we get back into uh, some of the recent news from Protocol Cigars, Kevin, is our charity segment. Now, this is something we've done for, um, we're coming up on two years in October uh, that we've been doing this every single week where our guest uh, picks and chooses to highlight a particular charity of their choice. Um, and uh, you decided to uh, partner with your partner, Juan Cancel, who was on the show uh, last year and and chose uh, a foundation that's very, very near and dear to his heart, very near and dear to your heart, which is, of course, the Tunnels to Town. Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Um, Kevin, why don't you just, uh, if you have for just a second, why don't you just tell us why uh, why was this was an easy decision for you and why this organization means so much to you and Juan.
1: So if you know our background, Juan was at 9-11 and then uh, for four years, NYPD, and then retired from the Port Authority. So Tunnels to Towers takes care of those first responders that were there when those towers went down. So that's a big thing for Juan and I. We did a, a, a limited release, limited, uh, with Caldwell. Um, they used our logo and uh, it was called The One. And it was for the Tunnels Towers when the towers went down to uh, give back to that charity. So that's one near and dear to our hearts. I think everybody in the United States and I think everybody around the world actually um, remembers that day and what, what happened. Um, so that's a, that's a charity that One are always going to support um, to help those men and women that you know either got sickness, illness, passed away, Help those families, um, you know, you know, that were there at 9
0: It's a it's a fantastic it's a fantastic foundation, uh, and it's got wonderful programs too. So this isn't, you know, it, you you mentioned just a couple of them, yeah. uh, Kevin. But it, I mean, what what this organization has done for the families and extended families? I mean, now we think about this, right? Nine eleven, September 2001. we're we're almost 21 years 21 years since that's happened and i mean we're talking about the 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 kids that were there that day um the kids that were there were, were home that day that never saw their fathers or mothers or older brothers or older sisters returned home are now in adulthood yeah and i mean it's 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 a tragic event that still like echoes in our nation's fabric and it's still it's still you know 20 plus years later it's still affecting these families and so it's it's really important uh to you know i mean they always say don't don't ever forget and always remember right and this is a this is a foundation that's rooted in that and they they do a wonderful job an absolutely wonderful job with these these fantastic programs and stuff i was really excited um I love that program that Caldwell does um you know uh, for lack of a better term he calls it the give a shit you know or give a fuck rather uh oh, yeah, yeah. which what he does with all these charities and it it's it's I love the work that what him and his companies do and and I was really excited when you guys partnered up for for tunnels to towers it's a uh, um it was a uh, really really fantastic and oh uh, when was that release again Kevin oh when you guys gosh. did it it was a couple, it was about 18 months ago, right? It wasn't, it wasn't yeah, it was,
1: it was before the pandemic. So like two years ago, yeah, it was right before yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. Well, no, wait. So were we on uh, whereby by then? Yeah, it might've been 18 months ago.
0: It's great. Like it's crazy how 2020 has just completely screwed up our entire internal calendars. Yeah. <laughs> like we can't. I'm, I'm like running
1: on fumes from freaking pool
0: party. Scary, <laughs> <laughs> remember?
1: And, and for everybody out there, I would not normally wear this. I normally get dressed, but I just came out of a pool party, and it's like 10,000 degrees in my garage right now. So, apologize. I'm wearing a tank top. Got to deal with it.
0: <laughs> I uh I just got a new fan for my for my studio, and I'm stoked. And I'm at, for once, I'm actually not sweating through my shirt an hour into the show. So, I'm actually pretty happy about it. It is like it's still. It's like 112 outside still. I, know, that's, yeah. I, got, and, I got a fan
1: sitting next to me. I just moved it to put it more
0: on me. I was hoping to see you in the tank, man. I figured that's what I mean. Post pool party, that's what I would see you in. Relax, Kevin. You know, always good. So, you know, sorry, Juan. We didn't get the Michael Herclotzin protocol tonight. We got the... Uh, uh,
1: <laughs>
0: sorry, Juan. So, um, although although, uh, although, my, I'm interested, I have Michael on next week. I'm interested because um, the first time I ever had him on my show, I got dressed up. Of course, mind you, it was February and in my garage dressing nice was actually a comfort because it was cold and then I had him on last year post-trade show and I had a t-shirt on and he was of course dressed like Michael Herklotz and he was like hey man you gave me shit um for not being dressed up last time and then look at you in the t-shirt I was like dude it is a hundred degrees in my garage right now <laughs> yeah. call me some slack uh so we'll see what he wears next uh, next week uh and uh, how much shit he'll give me for being in a t-shirt because despite the new fan it's still freaking hot in here so yeah, um funny. but uh um yeah you guys can check out tunnels to towers i put it in the chat that will be later in the show notes as well um look i i in all seriousness guys this is uh this is a like i said this is a fantastic organization i believe in it deeply as well um i'm really pleased to every week where we we bring these organizations and nonprofits and charities to, to light and anytime we get a returning one, it's always great because it, it it really shows, it really shows the community that our our industry really is. And if you feel called to donate to this amazing organization, please do. I'm throwing that in the chat as well. I'll also have it in the show notes. Every little bit counts, guys. Um, and later tonight, Kevin, as uh, we do every week uh my wife and i for as long as we've started this we have we've always pledged a small donation and we'll be making one to tunnels and tower tunnel to towers uh in your honor tonight so thank you so much thank you we'll so much there. we'll do the same oh uh <clears throat> wrong pipe
1: <laughs>
0: <clears throat> that's what happens when you take a puff on a dry pallet um but um uh, as we kind of move on to um back to back to everything protocol cigars. So I, I just lit up my second cigar. That F train was fantastic. I really enjoyed it, Kevin. That was that's really good. Don't, um, don't
1: give John Reamer a bigger head, he's already got one on that
0: okay. One. <laughs> well, why don't we just give you all the credit and just say he's writing your coattails and we'll just <laughs> deflate that. So um uh no, but good uh great job, John. Great job, guys. Uh really good cigar. I'm lighting up the Vasteries Maduro now, and that uh brings up um, the subject of one of your newest releases this year so the lawman series continues we, we've we've talked about these other cigars that's been in it and we mentioned the, uh, the the newest one just in just in passing which we'll get into so it was it started with sir robert peel which was the f- uh the father of modern day law enforcement yep. uh you guys then go with elliot ness uh, of course uh famed untouchable uh took down al capone um which I loved the metho- you know the methodology that Juan came up with and why he chose why he chose why you guys chose to go down this path was that you know a lot of, there's a lot of idolization of gangsters and say what you will about them while they're intriguing figures in history they're also criminals um, and 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 in some cases very terrible people um, so to honor the you know honor uh, law enforcement in this country the people who did a lot of good like Elliot Ness like Bass Reeves, the first uh, African-American black lawman in this country. Uh, and this year takes another first, which I was really excited to hear you guys talk about, and that would be Phoebe Cousins. So talk to us a little bit about this project.
1: Yeah, so when Juan came up with the idea and you did a great job explaining it, but like just doing that lawman series, we did get some feedback that like, oh, you guys are getting out of your core, like you're trying to be like the traditional cigar company now. But I think it was the right time. God forbid,
0: but sorry.
1: <laughs> but I think it was the right time, five years in business. And we had the right messaging around it. Like we weren't just like doing something to do it. It was the right messaging being in law enforcement and giving back to prominent figures in history. So like you said, you know, Sir Robert Peel, then Elliot Ness, and then Juan's like, hey, we got this thing going on. And he goes, we don't want to be lumped in, and people don't want to smoke protocol because we're law enforcement themes. So because there's a lot of turmoil with law enforcement at the time. He goes, let's show the diversity in law enforcement. And he goes, Bass Reeves. He was the first U.S. Marshal, inspiration for the Lone Ranger, and that took off like wildfire. And we were nervous about it, like we didn't know, like you know, you're coming out with the first uh, black in law enforcement. Like how is that going to receive to the market? And it was with open arms. So then one. We had this idea, and we never told anybody. But he had this idea. He goes, then we followed up with Phoebe Cousins, first female in law enforcement, and then we inadvertently found out that she's the first lawyer, female lawyer, in uh, the United States. So, show the you know the female aspect, and we're doing the we're going all in with it. We're doing the pink vista, the pink band, pink foot band on the uh, Maduro. All the naturals will have the gold, um, keeping with that theme. But, you know, I just think it creates the right messaging from what we're trying to do as a company Uh, goes with the theme and I'm super excited about it. We had some samples. uh, Hopefully, Barry, you got some at the show.
0: I did. Uh, You You guys always take care of me.
1: Good. And uh, we had some at uh, this is what's great about Protocol Pool Party, because it's right after the show and it's typically when we're announcing something. So the people that do attend Protocol Pool Party did get access to uh phoebe cousins and a few others that are not to market yet so we try to do that uh for our supporters that'll pay the hard-earned dollars to to show up and support us want to have something special on the table you can buy our cigars in any shop any day Um, but we did have some of those in uh five packs for people to uh purchase and i i want to remember we we had different limiteds in uh the bundles we gave away for just attending but uh, yeah, it was uh, you know it was just it was the right move. And then you know we're gonna go we're gonna go down the line. We, we keep hearing that we need to do a Texas Ranger. So I don't know if we do that as a shop exclusive in Texas that we have a partnership with, or we create that as a Lawman series. But uh, there, there's always ideas.
0: Yeah, I want to remind the public out there that while Chuck Norris is a badass. Walker <laughs> Texas Ranger was not a real person. Okay. It will not be Walker I Texas. Want I put that out there? Plus, if you know, when, I, when I'm looking out for you, Kevin. I mean, Thank Chuck might have a problem with you guys putting his likeness uh, on a cigar. You have uh, to be.
1: One and I have what we, we've we've researched it right. So you got to you got to be uh, deceased. I think that's the best way to say it for uh, many years before you're allowed to use their name on any packaging. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had we we had uh, one of the actors that played Bass Reeves not recently but a few years ago, I'm going to, I'm going to forget. It was the guys with ATL. Um, we were hanging out at treasure Island and uh, they, they were uh, you know, in our, we had a cabana. So that was the only place we could find a smoke at a pool. And they were like, you make bass reefs. And I'm like, yeah, I'm protocol cigars. He go, I didn't know you made bass reefs. He goes, I'm calling my friend right now. He bought a box. And I go, dude, you tell me I'll get him a box if he played bass reeves it was like in early back in like 2003 he played him in one of the on one of the tv shows and uh yeah the guy couldn't believe there was a bass reeves and the guy had no yeah i actually made this art
0: that's that's awesome um the name's escaping me too i'm gonna i'm, I'm totally i'm cheating here i'm googling it so All right we'll, um oh it was uh oh it was uh david uh Ouelio. Right. Uh he's the he played uh he parted uh Martin Luther King in uh the movie Selma. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the That's six op- right. yeah, he it was a six episode miniseries. Yeah, and look at this. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's Kevin, that's impressive. He's an impre- he's a very accomplished impressive actor. So that's <laughs> fantastic. It, it blew me away too when I was
1: hearing it. I was like, he was like, wait, you make that? And I'm like, yeah. I was handing him one. He was handing me his cigars. And he's like, I can't believe you make this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Fantastic. Well, really cool. Um beautiful. Beautiful. Um sweet. Well, the um, but Phoebe, so Phoebe Cousins is the latest, uh, latest in this particular series. Um and so the first first woman in law enforcement. She was also an attorney, first yes. woman attorney yes. uh, in the United States too. I mean, so a lot of a lot of milestones for her. Um, and you talked about the the colors that you guys decided to go with and everything. What what's going to be unique about that blend compared to some of the other blends in the 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 lawman series, like we talked about the Nicaraguan um, broadleaf wrapper for and Elliot Ness and things like that.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, you know, I'm involved. That's Juan's wheelhouse. So we're not announcing that just yet because we haven't put out the press release. We're still maybe fine tuning a few things, but um, they're, they're, they're done for the most part. But uh, yeah, it, what we're doing is now that because Eric's overrun and I kind of talked about it. So Sir Robert Peel will be at Lazona. We may move it to AJ in the future, but it's just made at Lazona But with Eric and his partnership, any new lawman series that will always be made at the AJ Fernandez factory. So uh, that's going to be made there and they've worked on the blends. It's going to be a natural and a Maduro, but uh, unfortunately I'm not going to be able to announce the blends just yet. So we're keeping that a little under wraps. But I think I had the Maduro and I was, I I got the bundle when we got a shipment right before the show. And a funny story. So I saw we had new stuff. So I, I took a bundle to throw in my humidor, took a bundle of this just sat on my deck and it said L. I think it was like the T L R one or something. I'm like, what is this total request live or something? I'm like, what the-? <laughs> so if anybody knows that reference, right, I'm aging myself, but um, I, I just smoked it. And I'm like, damn, I, I don't know what this is, but there's something different and I can't put my finger on it. And the guys that have smoked it, I've asked it. I'm like, I don't know what that note is, but it's so out of the box. So original, unique. And I'm like, Juan, I'm like, what am I smoking? He was like, dude, that's Phoebe Cousins. And I'm like, yeah, I remember smoking some of the test plans, but I don't remember this. So, you know, there's you know, been a lot going on, but I was like, man, I got to sit down. It may have been the situation, we all know that, like the situation, the drink, the environment. And I was just alone, I'm like, Juan, this is absolutely blowing my mind. So, and I'm not a big Maduro guy. And I'm like, I'm smoking the Maduro right now. This thing is fire. And everybody that we've uh given the blends to and, and got to try it out they're they're absolutely loving it so we're excited i think there's going to be something very special in it and when we are able to release the exact details i think you're going to be impressed
0: nice yeah looking forward to that um for sure uh didn't want to not want to get you in trouble so apologize.
1: <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. you're fine. You're fine. Barry, ask me
0: anything. I'm good. When's it <laughs> when's it when's it when's it slated for? Uh, when are you guys are hoping to get it uh, get it on right. the shelves to really t- retailers?
1: So let's talk about that, right? So Juan and I were at the show and I'm like, Juan, we're we're targeting, you know, October, right? So last year at the show, now we were heavy in the pandemic. So it was a little bit more difficult. So, like, you know, we were supposed to come out with uh, the cyber crimes last year, um, you know, way earlier than we did. We were targeting the summer. It came out in the fall. And then uh, uh, Bass Reeves was supposed to be, you know, late fall, came out in like, you know, January this year. So we're hoping October. Juan's, you know, being a little bit more pessimistic than I am, but we're pushing the factory Uh, Juan's been calling every day. We're pushing, uh, you know, even like design work. Right. What you don't understand is like, Hey, if you don't have bands, you don't have boxes, they're not rolling anything because they don't know when that's going to come in. So, you know, small company problems, big company problems. Like you have to have all the packaging, all the bands already at the factory. Then they'll start rolling the final, final blend. So for us, we're finalizing all the packaging and everything just tweaks here and there um but then you know once it gets to the factory then we could put you know our pedal you know foot on the gas and say all right go let's make it happen
0: fantastic well we're let you, October. we'll see i'll let you uh pour yourself that next uh next drink as i am going to reach over this is something kevin and i were talking about uh with the new studio here uh lone star Alec bradley lone star studio here in nasal texas i have a fridge now and i don't have to drink warm water anymore in the dead of summer. i can reach over and get something cold so this is nice but um kevin we were talking about this um actually this was actually last year i'm gonna take you back i know you've slept since then but we were talking about your cigar the crime scene unit when we were uh, we had met up just completely coincidental at uh casa fuente at last year's pca trade show and everything and that that cigar uh really i mean i i i think I call it that you guys have been established, call it whatever you want to call it with the blend, but I, I, that cigar really had a lot of legs for you at the gate. I mean, other than Femmes, it seemed like any other one. I mean, am I just imagining that or am, is that is that anything close to the truth there?
1: So, so explain to me what you mean by like no like. it just
0: it just seemed to really pop really pop on the market. It just seemed to really grab everyone's attention. Yeah, and you
1: know what? I think it, it, you're right. I think like the packaging is relatable, right? And you know Matrix is still coming out with movies. I think there's a lot of people the the, the number one job out there right now is internet security or something around you know cyber, right? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, with us launching that in my background, that thing took off like a rocket ship and we got an amazing blend from Hector out of that, that I was super excited about with that Nicaraguan risotto, a squirrel, Nicaraguan binder and filler, a real Nicaraguan puro that, you know, just, it it just took off. We can't keep it on the shelf. You know, I just got another, another run of that and I'm like going through the back orders and I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to be, you know, out shortly. And after PCA, obviously you're going to get a ton of orders. Um, but yeah, I think the packaging, I think what Juan did with doing the hologram
0: mm-hmm.
1: with, you know, the ones and zeros and there's peas in there. So we can't be sued. There's peas in there. It's not copyright. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, I think, you know, it just pops on a shelf. It really does. And I've, I've been in shops and they're like, wait, cyber crimes. My kid's going for cybersecurity school right now. I gotta, I, I gotta get a couple of those cigars. So <laughs> we can kind of relate to both, you know, both like the cyber market right? to, you know, the law enforcement team. Um, but yeah, it, it really took off for us. And I'm super excited that, you know, it's because I asked Juan, I said, Hey, I want to put my name on the company. Like I'm bought in now. It's just yeah. you and I, and how do I put my stamp on this as a civilian? And he said, cyber crimes unit. And he came up, you know, Juan basically designed that right on his phone. And he goes, we're going to do it hologram. I'm like, you're gonna do a hologram. I'm like, yeah. He goes, I got the guy. He can do it. I'm like, all right. That was awesome. It just pops.
0: It really does. And, I, it, and that's, it, you know, what you were just talking about, about putting your stamp on the, on the company. It was, it was, it was a really nice introduction to the, the fans of protocol that have been around for a while and maybe didn't know who you were. Um, and, you know, and again, for the, for the new guy who's coming in or new gal, who's coming into the brands, it's, it's a great introduction cigar. Cause, and it, I think it represents everything that I know about your palate. It also represents your palate extremely well too.
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, and I, and I appreciate that. Like when I, if you don't know all out there, um, I was always behind the scenes and I had 25% of the company back in the day. And I just wanted to be behind the scenes because I'm not in law enforcement. But then when, you know, I, you know, bought the company, uh, you know, Juan and I are partners. I'm like, all right, Juan's like, you got to be in the forefront now. And I said, well, I can do that, but I'm not in law enforcement. Juan was very passionate and I appreciate him for this. No, he goes, we're partners in this and you need to be in the forefront of protocol. You, we, you and I are the brand now. Now, Juan's way more recognizable and way more out there on social media. I suck at all that stuff. I try, but it's not my forte. And I I limit what I post because I still have a day job. I don't want anybody thinking I'm, you know, taking my eye off the ball, you know, with my day job. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it's been surreal for guys like yourself to, uh, have me on the show and, uh, interview me, but I could have done it early on. And I was like, Nope, I would always, we, we did a podcast and it's funny. It started in my garage (laughs) that's now protocol studios. And we had this table set up and Bill and Juan would be behind the camera and I would sit on the side running the computer, running the transitions, or, you know, if they were on with Coop or whoever, um, yourself, and I would just be on the side and every now, I had a mic and if I had to say something, I would say something or, uh, you know, open them up, but yeah, I just, I wanted to be behind the scenes in the cigar business and it's surreal to see that now, now I'm in the forefront and I got Michael Hurtlock sitting in my booth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Your booth, your booth. Yeah, my booth. Yeah um but that that kind of uh leads into uh a, a f- another a, a flub i made in the interview um at uh, at the pca trade show when i was interviewing you one uh which was the latest release i thought it was uh um cyber crime scene unit was the flub i made but it's actually crime just crime scene unit is the next release in the core that you crime. guys are um so talk a little bit about this project um, and this latest addition to the, to, the, uh, to the core brand that you guys are doing.
1: So, so what we had when we started the company, like I said earlier, we had the strong and stronger, the full and full, right? We were always known as Protocol Cigars. We just had full power, full flavor because that's what Bill and Juan smoked. Mm-hmm. So we followed that up in the core line with the Themis, which was our mild still has a lot of flavor. It has some similar heroin in it. So don't, don't discount that one. Like Bear told you it's, it's an amazing blend. That's phenomenal. And then, you know, we followed that up cause we didn't have a little solid medium in the line. So that was the official misconduct and I'm smoking that right now. I, I, I take my bands off. I shouldn't cause I'm trying to promote protocol, but I take <laughs> my bands off. So, um, but you know, we had our medium and then I came out with cybercrime. So I think that's like a medium medium plus, right. Even though it's got that a squirrel wrapper, it's still a medium plus. It's not, nothing full bodied. So, you know, Juan was like, we need to go back to the core. And I love this idea, right? We, like we, we did with the uh, 6x60, we went back, you know, to that first one that we released. And if we're going to do one, let's go back to that. So he goes, you know, the core line, we got soft, you know, let's get back in the gym. Let's get tough and come out with something full flavored, um, full bodied. We're not releasing the, uh, the exact blend yet. Um, but we're coming out with the crime scene unit and that's going to be a, a, well, we'll say it's a Nicaragua Maduro. That's what we're seeing at the show, um, being finalized. And, uh, we're super excited to do another, uh, line extension. We could have done another size in the cri- cyber crimes or, you know, something else, but we felt like we needed another real full bodied cigar. We're going to try to get this. And I think we were there to be fuller than the, than the blue. Oh, um, wow. Us in the line. So okay. we're going to try to get it there. Um, we'll see what we have available on tobacco. But yeah, we're we're excited about that. Just get back to the core, right? So I think we got a we got a nice spread now in the mild and mediums that people can get acquainted with protocol if you're not a full-bodied smoker, but let's go back to that core.
0: Nice. So um the uh, with the crime scene unit, uh like you said in Nicaraguan Maduro. Um, Is that going to be available in different Vitolas? Uh, We know that Phoebe Cousins is going to be in that box press Toro that we talked about in just one Vitola.
1: One Vitola. We're going to launch it in one Vitola right now and, you know, see what happens to market and then maybe expand from there. But it's going to be the box press short Churchill. That seems to be working best for us as a company. I don't know anybody that doesn't like it, one or two guys, but they're probably just busting my balls, so um yeah i think i think that's that that's the right size to launch it with and then see where it expands from there
0: are you guys still working on the packaging for that too or
1: uh packaging is the same guy so yeah he's probably done with that that's closer and then uh you know the phoebe cousins more intricate more things going on in that vista so all the changes
0: and let's to go too back too far in the conversation, but you know back to the lawman series for just a this second, because this is something that uh, I know you guys don't divulge, but there's a lot of hidden. There's a lot of hidden trinkets and secrets and imagery and metaphor within the lawman series. Um, um, yeah, I'll talk about that.
1: That, that's a uh, that's a I love it so basically when we came out with Sir Robert peel one design that vista and the vista is in the back of the box and i'm not trying to you know talk down anybody if just don't know but uh with the sir robert peel when you open that box and you see that vista that sticker that's on that felt um there's a lot of hidden meaning in all of Mm. our boxes but sir robert peel is probably the most so in the back behind sir robert peel cops wear blue coats. Back when I met and Juan and we, you know, they started the company and then I bought in, um, they put a cop blue coat on there because I work for Blue Coat Systems, a web proxy internet security company. Then they put a canine, a German shepherd in the back. We came out with the canine cigar. If you look at the books, it says fat ash on one of the books. We came out with the fat ash limited run. Um, and there's a million other like meanings, like the, the law books behind him, They were because we started in a law office out of Berkeley Wine and Humidor, and we were using his office next door where he was a lawyer, and we had all the law books where we were storing all the cigars and humidifying them. So uh, a million different meetings behind the Vista, Juan could do a better job explaining it because he designs it, Um, but I love it. Like when we did uh, Elliot Ness, Juan and I are sitting on the porch dressed up as lawmen, but you can barely see it, and we're just tiny. But if you really look, you'll see Juan and I in the background and just... (laughs) all these different things that Juan puts into it and i i don't even probably know half of them but uh yeah we should probably do a contest who can pick out the most things and name them all in the vistas that go into those but it's just something cool that we can do and you know just get back to our history as a cigar company and just show show what we're uh what we're about
0: yeah y'all talked about doing content. i think that would be i think that would be so much fun you guys are so great at uh you know marketing especially on social media and everything i think it would be a, i think it would be a fun contest yeah. um i think i i mean you guys have such such a great following too i'm sure there'd be more than a few people that would get you know if there's say there's 10 things right they would probably right. get 10 out of 10 or nine yeah. out of ten yeah. of those things which is crazy so um yeah i'm, I'm smoking the, the 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 bass reeves as i mentioned a second ago um so there's there's two bands there's the secondary band the and the, the the purple just is gorgeous off of this wrapper it's fantastic um the are these little c's on the on the secondary band with the purple background yeah
1: they're little c's you know why
0: yeah that's what i was gonna ask no i don't
1: yeah so those are because so we have a parent company name when don juan started the company ah, they, okay. Kenya, right
0: yeah okay so
1: Eric Espinosa, they were going to like, oh, we're just going to call the cigar Cuba Requeño. And he was like, who's going to be able to say that? Who's going to be able to understand that, right? So they would always say Cuba Requeño cigars, right? They've probably been on a million interviews. If we go back in time on YouTube, they would oh, say yeah. Cuba Requeño cigars. So we just made a conscious decision one day because it came out, you know, as the original protocol because cops follow protocol. Um, but yeah, they just made a conscious decision. It's like, guys, I, I, I think I even said it to them. I'm like, guys, no one can say it. No one can spell it. Just say Protocol Cigars. They're like, Tadawahe. What's their parent company name? Havana Sellers. Nobody yeah. knows that. They're Tadawahe. Whatever comes on our invoice, it doesn't matter. It still says, we'll put Protocol underneath it so they know. Um, but yeah, it's originally Cuba Requeño because Bill Ice is Cuban and Juan is Puerto Rican. And I can't say the word, but Requeño <laughs> goes back to <laughs> the Spanish word for Puerto Rican.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. i and, yeah, and, and again, we, totally, do, we
1: do those, we do those little nuances. Like you would just think, "Oh, that's just like a design or whatever." No, those yeah. are series because the parent company name is Cuba or Kenya.
0: Nice, I love it. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful label. Like I, I was really fond of the uh, Sir Robert Peel, but um, but this this is this is my favorite thus far. I'm really excited to see what the the Phoebe Cousins uh, comes out and looks like. I'm sure it'll be awesome.
1: So. Well, you got to be a man because you got to smoke a pink band. Got to be a man. And I said to Juan, I said, Juan, we're not going to have a problem. Everybody wants Fuentes Rare Pink. So if you can't buy that, I'm going to be available on the shelf. (laughs) There you go. I'll give you one other antidote. So when I, in my pitch to everybody, when they were going through the Lawman series and I'm like, we have a natural and a Maduro in our higher end line. I go, you know why I do that? I stole that idea right off of the drone and you can go tell them. They come out with the 1926 in a natural and a Maduro. So our higher end line—that's the reason we do it.
0: Hey, it, it absolutely makes sense. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know. And if, and uh, you know, it—I I think um, I, I really, actually, kind of like that you did that. That was—I mean—that was actually really, really prominent when I first got into cigars. You know, eighteen, gosh, almost twenty years. No, it is twenty years ago. Shit, yeah. twenty years ago. Everyone did a natural Maduro. That was a very, yeah. very. That was a very. And then, and 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 I'm certainly not knocking this because I'm one of those people. I think people started really nerding out, and they really started to want. Well, what, what do you mean by natural? Like, okay, well, it's it's Ecuadorian Connecticut or it's something else. Uh, and the well, it's not just Maduro. It's you know, you know, Pennsylvania broadleaf Maduro or San Andreas Maduro or whatever. So, um I think people have gotten away from that, and it, it's. It's uh, it's kind of a hallmark um, callback to those I guess simpler times, but almost regal times too. Because when I first got into cigars, like everything was had yeah. this kind of regalness to it, and and these the lawman series certainly do that. Now, just uh, again, I know we're bouncing back and forth here, Kevin. I apologize, but they go back to the to the crime scene unit um, uh, cigar and everything. The uh, what what will the what what's the color scheme on that? You said the packaging is, is is finalized on that. What's the what's the? I don't the...
1: know if I don't I don't know if Juan bought the packaging for that. I don't know what the color scheme is going to be. I don't know if it's okay be four or what. But yeah, so yeah, I yeah, I leave that up to him. I'm the business guy. Gotcha. <laughs> like, well,
0: it's still know, the, uh, well will it still feature the well, it still feature the the protocol P. I'm assuming. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. It's going to look. It's going to have a similar look, feel, design of the core line. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to yeah. have the P and a new color. Everything's going to be the same. Yeah. So it's funny, like, uh, like we have, we, we call it swim lanes at protocol Juan has his swim lane and I have mine. Right. <laughs> and then we come together on things that we need to talk about. So like with pool party, it's like, we have this beautiful mansion that we're doing the protocol pool party at. And I go, one, I go, you have to be in charge of the rooms because everybody wants to stay there, but it's only like a select few rooms. So I'm like, one, Your one job. I'm doing beer. I got the venue. I got the band. I got the DJ. I got uh go girls entertainment. I've got all these other contracts. I'm dealing with the liability insurance, right? Like one, you deal with the rooms, right? That's just one job. (laughs) Everybody kept coming up to me at pool party. And I'm like, they're asking me questions. Oh, uh, what room am I in? And I'm like, talk to Juan. I'm out of this. Like, I handled everything else. Can I get
0: you, I get you a drink? Because I know what we have. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know where my room is. I know where Juan's sleeping. And I know where John Reamer's sleeping. That's it. I'm good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you should just freak out. Everybody be like, oh, you got a room? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, people freak out. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Juan, you have this. <laughs> awesome.
0: Good. We got a couple more segments here about to close out our evening. I can't thank you enough for your time, especially especially after the couple of weeks that you've had. I know you're running on fumes. I know you're you're jet-lagged and you're running on Vegas time. But I don't know
1: if you can tell, but I'm having a blast. I'm on Vegas time, so I'm good.
0: It's good. So uh, that brings up our, our, our next segment, which, of course, is brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Uh, refuge is more than just a physical place. It can be a state of mind. Some of life's greatest reflection can be found in your own personal asylum moments like these were made for asylum cigars light up an asylum and choose your refuge now kevin this uh this particular segment is uh, about you know i i think protocol is a is a is a pinnacle of what the cigar industry is which is all about community you know we we go to cigar shops we go to you guys do events like nobody else and you've you've created a, a family not just a community but a family and when most people think about cigars or smoke cigars, they're doing it in this community, um, you know, environment. You know, it's, it's, it's mostly about people, but every once in a while, we all have these moments where it's just us and the cigar, where it's just, we could be, you know, we're listening to music, maybe we're not, you know, maybe it's a, a celebratory moment that we're just enjoying by ourselves, a moment of reflection, whatever it is. Um, and I feel like everyone's has these kind of, these special solitary moments and you've probably had several um you know not telling you to pick your favorite or anything but what's what's a moment that comes to mind where it was just you and a cigar what were you smoking if you can remember and what was it what was it all about
1: that's interesting so it would have been a padrone uh well it would be a padrone and i remember the day but yeah it was coming into the month of july and i knew my life was going to be very hectic there's a lot going on Uh, with my family and, you know, some health issues with my parents and everybody's all good. Um, But just a lot going on. And every now and then I love to get a uh, Padron 80th uh, natural. And I just sat on the deck. And, you know, sometimes you just have that talk with yourself. It's like, all right, where are we at? What do we need to do? Do I have everything in order that I need to get done? And just, you know, reflect, you know, just like, all right. It's gonna be a hectic month of July. We went, you know, to uh, Vegas for basically the month and then roll in the pool party. But uh, just take a time out and really think about that. And you know, I've been to Padron before I was you know an owner of a cigar company or a cigar brand. I you know remember going to Padron and having a tour in the Miami uh, location. And they had this thing. They were like, oh, we talk about it as padrone moments. And I've had them a few times in my life where I just like lighting one up and sitting back, reflecting a little bit, making sure I'm good. You know, just, you know, take a step back and really think about, you know, what you've done and how you're going to move forward. And we can always move forward, but you just got to, you know, really think about, you know, what's the right steps, what's the right things, what's the right mindset. When I wake up to the show, it's funny, you know, I, I'm kind of like going off the track, but when I woke up to the show the second day, I was like, oh man, it's like eight o'clock. I'm worried. Like, I'm not here early enough. And the show didn't start until nine. And I'm walking in and I walk past like a bunch of booths, and like nobody's in there. And I get my booth set up, I got my coffee, I lit my cigar. So I look over at Rick's booth and he came came in and it was getting closer to nine. And I go, Rick, it's you and me, buddy. You go, two owners, we're here. We have the passion. I thought I was going to be late. I was here at eight. He was like, dude, you got this. He goes, you're an owner. He goes, you were up early. You got it. So it felt good that, you know, Rick said that to me. But yeah, there's a lot of time. And that was another time it was one of my cigars, the feminist. But, you know, you just sit back and you're just sitting at that show or sitting on your back deck and you really, you just think. And, it, and it's an amazing experience. I know we normally smoke socially, but sometimes you need to have that cigar and just sit alone. I, I love that question. I'm very passionate about it. You can't tell
0: yeah, it, it's, it, it was a really fun idea that I, I put together with, uh, with Tom, uh, about the segment specifically, because, you know, like, again, I, I think you're, I think you and Juan are a perfect example of this, where you, I, I think you represent the cigar industry incredibly well, like I said, with the, the community that you've built, the extended family that you've built, right? And it is community driven. And those are, those are celebratory moments, like, you know, anytime that kevin and juan show up like it's it, it it's a celebration you know and it, it and uh but it's these you know as you called it a padrone woman, right that you know cigars are also very powerful and the 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 reflection that they can give in these moments of, of refuge are you know <sighs> are, are really, you know, are really eye opening and really, and really uplifting in a lot of ways too. Sometimes they can inspire us to do things. Uh, sometimes they, they simply give us the answers that we need for the questions that we've got that are lingering in our heads and stuff. And, you know, like I was talking to you about before the show, you know, it's been a, it's been a year for, uh, for me, um, my audience knows this as well too, but, um, you know, I've had, I've had the opportunity in this this new home that my family and I moved to and everything, and just I've had more solitary moments with cigars than I'd like. But at the same time, they've I wouldn't trade them for anything because of of what they've given me internally to to consider and to think about as as we kind of look towards the future and stuff. So it's uh, they're 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 very they're great moments, and I love the celebration moments too with everybody uh, as much as as much as you guys do. But um oh, absolutely,
1: we're always having
0: fun. There's good stuff. But um, but that uh, but that was of course our uh our asylum moment. Refuge is more than just a physical place; it can be a state of mind. As I said, some of life's greatest reflections can be found in these moments. Moments that were made for asylum cigars. So light up an asylum and choose your refuge. So Kevin, as we uh before we ask our last question of the evening, just kind of what's 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 on the horizon for Protocol cigars? We talked about some of these new releases. You guys are putting the final. Uh, pieces together making sure that they can be brought to market in a timely manner and everything like that but what uh, what else are we uh, looking forward to as 2022 comes to you know as we go into our second half and go into uh, 2023
1: you're selling Christmas decorations already so uh, so. no I'm
0: not I'm not Chrissy Critchfield no I'm not I'm not looking forward to uh, pumpkin spice lattes quite yet
1: (laughs) that's too funny no, uh, you know Juan and I are already working on what uh, we're doing going to do for next year because obviously we got to be more in the forefront of uh, projects. So we're excited for what twenty three is going to, you know, show for uh, protocol at PCA. Um, already working on protocol pool party year four. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's it, it's a growing aspect, right? How do we how do we get the right cigars to market in the right time? So we're we're already trying to get ahead of the curve and not be like oh we have time for this right let's not procrastinate let's get in front of it um i'm excited about the opportunity we have with uh, protocol cigars i think we're at the right time um the right and, and i don't know why this is a thing we have we have the right years in business to be legitimate we have the right number of SKUs, even though it's a lot for one shop to bring in all of us but we don't ask you to do that so I'm, I'm super excited. Um, you know, we, we've got a lot, we've got a lot going on a bunch of I probably shouldn't be saying this, but, you know, but, but we've got a bunch of limiteds coming out. Um, whether they come out this year, next year, we'll see. Um, we have to time them correctly cause you don't want to come out with too much stuff and flood the market. Um, but yeah, those conversations and those blends are in the works. So yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a good, interesting, uh, path for protocol. And then, you know, for immediate, we got a uh, music fest coming up, ten day music festival in Bethlehem, PA, which is uh, local to me. So I'm going to be busting my ass every night there after my day job, uh, slinging a cigar at a time. And uh, then we've got uh, BCP with our uh, protocol patio party. So it's we got three P events. We got the protocol pool party. Well, two P events. Protocol pool party and then we have the protocol patio party with bcp so we're excited about that uh coming up at the uh, august 27th and then uh, i'm gonna be at bike fest in ocean city maryland so i'm excited about that taking the motorcycle down um hang out try to figure out if i can get a scar event down there so stay tuned for that if you're going to that let me know we can meet up have a smoke hang out so you,
0: you still ride quite a
1: bit or right. I got I got two bikes right next to me.
0: Right next to you, okay. <laughs>
1: right next to me, I got a custom victory, which isn't really a victory anymore. I got way too much money into that bad boy. And I got my brother's bike, which I gifted him, um, but it's mine, he wrecked it and I got it fixed for him. So that's gonna, I keep telling him to come pick it up, but it's still sitting here, so I ride it, I don't care. <laughs> nice,
0: nice. How, how, Um. I mean, what's, uh, I mean, I mean, obviously you don't ride in the den of winter when it's snowing like blizzards outside and stuff like that. But I mean, do you do you ride in all kinds of weather? Does it bother I've, you or is or
1: I've I, I have and chaps and and if I wouldn't say this, one would be upset, but I wear chaps and yes, they're ass <laughs> because otherwise they'd be called pants if they're not That's right,
0: full. exactly. Thank you. But
1: I've I've left Atlanta at 31 degrees to ride to Daytona. I've ridden 40 degrees all all weather. I don't care. Um, I have the gear to do so. I'm a winter camper, so I love the cold. Um, but yeah, I ride uh, not all year, right. I'm not going to ride when, you know, it's snowing out, but right. you know, I'll ride my bike. Yeah. Cold's not going to scare me. I'm more worried about the heat some days and then it's like getting like heat stroke.
0: Yeah. I, that's the, the thing that I've always, I've, I, I find kind of comical. I, I, I don't have a bike. I've always wanted to own one. Um, and, uh, couple of my naysayer friends uh, are always like well you can only ride because you know a certain amount of time during the year because it's 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 so hot all the time and then when it's too cold i'm like I'm like that's that's a stupid excuse man it's like i'm in texas like you can ride ride that's for any time but yeah. but i actually i'm one of those people that actually likes uh i would like the idea of riding in the heat um it's this it's this weird euphoric feeling and i describe it to you. if you've ever ridden a roller coaster in texas in the you know the dog days of summer you know exactly what i'm talking about because you hit like you know mach one around some of these turns you know and you're flying and everything and the wind's obviously blowing in your hair and, and you're, you're you're not thinking about the heat you know and then when you come to a stop when you're done then the the sweat just just drops in buckets, uh, around. And it's this, and it, this weird unique rush, the blood starts going back to where it's always supposed to be. And, and all your organs kind of (laughs) redistribute themselves. (laughs) It's, it's this weird, weird, weird feeling with urinary. I don't know how else to describe it, but I imagine that's what riding a motorcycle is like in the, you know, the dog days of summer in Texas is you, you, you would love it.
1: You would love it. I will tell you. Every time I put my leg over that bike, my heart starts racing. It's just the most amazing experiences.
0: And one day, I'm hoping. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, that's awesome. Well, that, uh, Kevin, that lead us into our last question for the night. Again, thank you so much for your time. Um, uh, this is our curveball segment, of course, and it's always brought to you by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trusts fastballs or curveballs it doesn't matter since the company's inception Steve Saka has been knocking it out of the park 7 consecutive years in the consensus top 3 congratulations to our good friend Mr. Steve Saka so Kevin um this question is we've talked a little bit about your travels recently um but um how long have you lived uh you called Bethlehem PA your home how long have you lived in that area
1: So I grew up in that area. I currently live in uh, Glen Gardner, New Jersey since 2009, but the Lehigh Valley is home. I will tell you, I drive an hour to New Tobacco Village. I do the show with Johnny Smokes every Thursday and Sunday. Um, My office is about uh, 25 minutes from my house. So yes, I live in New Jersey, but my home is the Lehigh Valley. It's only about 35, 40 minutes from here, um, depending on where I need to go. Um, But yeah, I've, I've, growing up there you know, that's that's where i'm going to eventually move to um jersey taxes are getting a little out of control so
0: so so i'm going to pose this question to you kevin so we're going to take we're going to take lehigh Valley. in fact we're going to take the entire northeast away okay. from you all right but if you had to relocate somewhere practical again you work in cybersecurity, so i mean it would i would suggest that you could probably work anywhere you wanted uh virtually maybe maybe not maybe i'm wrong about that but if you could work if you could relocate anywhere practical where would you live outside of the northeastern united states it's
1: a great question and i i struggle with that question every day because one day i'm gonna have to make that decision right but do i want to be in the northeast where i'm born and raised and i love it here i love the four seasons but if i had to move anywhere it's you need me to pick one? Like, no, right go ahead. Now,
0: no, it's an open-ended question. Yeah, it's a curveball question yeah. or so whatever. So you I, have, I have three
1: locations.
0: Oh, three top three. Here we I go.
1: Yeah, and I've thought about this over a cigar. Um, going back to your last question, I've thought about that sitting on my deck. But uh, you know, be either Florida, Texas, or Arizona, and I can spit those off on the tip of my tongue. I, I think those states align with what you know my mindset is. Uh, I like what they're offering, and taxes are right. Opportunities right. Now, I do have to be in Manhattan a lot for my day job, and I may have to be there overnight again this week, so and maybe multiple nights. So that'd be a little bit tough, but I do have an opportunity to potentially relocate. But I want to be close to my parents right now. But Florida, Texas, Arizona on the short list right now. Florida is probably the front runner. um, But I don't know. Texas has my headquarters uh, for my day job. But I like to be relatively close to water, the ocean. So I don't
0: know. I got to figure that out. Well, if I could, uh, you know, be a spokesperson for my state, uh, I'm here. So there's, <laughs> you know, there's point number one, but to no <laughs> state income tax, if you're going to keep that day job of yours. Right. Um, I know uh, with uh, protocol cigars in cigars industry in general, you know, obviously, Florida, um, you're at the center of, of the industry there. Uh, anywhere yeah. in Florida in particular, you thought about the Miami area or Tampa or somewhere else or uh,
1: now, if I went to Florida, I don't know. I kind of like the West Palm area. I like Clearwater area. I, again, super expensive, but you'd have to figure that out. Uh, Tampa would be cool, but somewhere relatively close. Like I guess Florida is all close to water, but, um, I don't know about Orlando. Uh, I don't know what, if I want to deal with the tourists, I got enough of that in Manhattan where I have to go. <laughs> so I don't
0: know. Well, think about it. I mean, if you ever had to, uh, real, you know, seasonal do some seasonal work up in the Northeast or anything, you could, uh, you know, rent out Airbnb, your house or whatever. So for all that's the tourists in Orlando, <laughs> at,
1: my, at, my la- at my last job, they said, Hey, if you want to move anywhere, go, we'll fly you. And I'm like, yeah, but that's a lot of flying.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, no, um, where's your, where's your company headquartered here in Texas, Austin, I'm assuming. Uh, Dallas. Oh, okay. So in my backyard. Okay, great. Great, yeah, great. Dallas. Nice. Yeah,
1: we moved, we moved uh, headquarters due to COVID uh, to uh, Dallas. Yeah.
0: Terrific. Terrific. Uh, have you thought about like in anywhere, in Arizona, like the Phoenix area, I mean, that's the go-to cause it's the big metropolitan, but I mean, Tucson's nice. Flagstaff is beautiful. Of course, it's just I mean, in the middle of nowhere. I spent some time in uh,
1: Scottsdale kind of fell in love, but yeah, my brother uh, went to school in Phoenix, so he likes that area, but I, I'm more of a country boy so i like the city i love going to manhattan i can do it all day long but i like going back home i like i like the woods i like to you know snowboard you know just you know camp so i don't know scottsdale kind of seemed cool as a, as a location
0: yeah where uh, where me and my family moved to, to azel it's this my address is azel i'm actually close to a town i'm actually closer to a town called sanctuary I'm literally in the middle of nowhere um it's like it's 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 uh it's crazy but we love it we wanted some space where the, the the boys could run around and 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 everything so it's it's been it's been really nice like i said the the patio is fantastic next time you're out here i'll have you i'll have you out we'll have a cigar on my patio. that'd be, that'd
1: be amazing i'd love to take you out on that
0: so, but kevin i can't thank you enough uh for your time this evening uh been a wonderful conversation as always um i really i really have enjoyed getting to know you over the last few years. And uh, really enjoy, love sharing your story and sharing the port- protocol story with my audience. It's been fantastic, um, and I look forward to, to having you guys on again. We'll have, as I, I've done with my my tradition, we'll have we'll probably have Juan on next. Uh, I loved my last sure. conversation with Juan. Um, I often say this uh, about that particular interview. The last time I had him on, I'm like, if you ever want to see the side of Juan that I'm in love with, that's the, that's the conversation you need to see. That's uh, awesome. That's awesome. So, um, and uh, thank you so much for your time again as well. Thank you to our audience for staying up late with us as always. We do appreciate it. This was our, I can believe this is our 217th take. So, wow. so Again, so check, check us out wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be on Apple, Pod, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, you can always download, subscribe, and review. If you are a subscriber, do me a favor, hit the word unsubscribe, then hit the word subscribe again that helps my numbers so i can continue to get great guests uh, like kevin uh, this evening you can check us out on youtube as well LOS for our page and of course on facebook where we're broadcasting live every sunday on facebook live from the LOS from our page you can always check out our calendar of upcoming guests as well as i mentioned earlier in the show we have michael herklotz of Ferry tego on next week you definitely want to check out that conversation and see if he makes fun of my outfit once again um because I will not be wearing a suit in my garage. So (laughs) for everyone out there, this was our 217 217 take live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studio of Azel, Texas. I'm your host, Barry DePolicy as always. And guess what, everybody? See you next time.